Welcome to Subliminal Message Studios. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Leo the Lion. So thank you very much for joining me, guys. Well, I'm going to keep it simple with you guys. The Bilderberg Group has met in Washington, D.C., I believe, at the Area Hotel. Just a few, a few of the people that were attending was the head of the CIA, the director of the NCS, most of the Dutch and royal family. This, uh, the Pfizer, uh, the um, CEO of uh, the CEO of Pfizer, Albert Borla, Henry Kissinger, former Chief David Patrice, former Google CEO Eric Schmidt, as, as along with Bill Gates, are have all just got done meeting, including. Uh, oh, and I'm sure I should uh, mention uh, mention the former pre- uh, President Bill Clinton was there. International Monetary Fund Director Christina Langard was there, ladies and gentlemen. Hawaii has introduced a gun bill to go door-to-door to check everybody's firearms. If they do not comply, they will be held as felons. We are living in a day where the World Health Organization is taking over the medical industry worldwide. Whenever there's a pandemic, the police do not have a say in your city. In your city. Of course, they will introduce different wording, introduce different legislation, but it will all be the same thing, ladies and gentlemen. China is flying its fighter jets and touching down in the borders of Canada. They are refueling in Canada. They are flying over in Latin America. Everything is coming to be true, including chemtrails. Spain has most recently admitted to them spraying chemtrails on their people. They're spraying biocide chemicals, right? And they're saying it's because they want to stop COVID-19. Now, how stupid can we be, ladies and gentlemen? We have so much going on in this world. With the whole talks of gun reform, the mainstream media is trying their hardest to focus on the Uvalda shooting, trying their hardest to stay away from the fact that the Chinese military and some more breaking red alert news, ladies and gentlemen, Vladimir Putin has straight up told the West, if you continue to give long range missiles, we will nuclear strike or we will strike the West directly. We will strike Western cities. The mainstream media is not telling you or even giving you the video video feed. They're not telling you how serious, serious this is because right after he made this statement, he went and missile strike two arms depots in Kiev and Ukraine, which is a direct message to the military generals. Do not supply long range missiles to Ukraine. We are living in devastating times. We are living where the International Monetary Fund has taken over all economic value. And they are openly stating that we are going to crash the economy so then that we can put and introduce a new form of economy that is completely digitalized, that you have to have a vaccine passport which is already deliberately in your body if you have the vaccine, but you have to have a 
if you don't have a vaccine, then you have to have some type of digital passport or you will not be able to go outside. Out in Shanghai, they are openly telling their people in Beijing and well as other all across China and in Japan. Japan is now openly stating that maybe it's not a good idea to be friends with the, be friends with the United States. Let's get as much arms as we can from them, courtesy of Lockhead Martin, and then we are going to use every single one of those arms right back against them. So let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. All right, guys. Welcome to Subliminal Message Studios. Thank you very much for joining me. I am Leo the Lion, Leonardo, your host. Once again, guys, what um, fascinating times to be around. The grooming of children is so open in the public right now, guys, where they're actually having uh, bars out in Texas, and they're inviting children in where grown men are grooming children to believe that this is the way you should act. This is a whole nother, um, a whole nother type of evil that we're seeing, or at least that we haven't seen for some time, this type of evil. And we're just too dumb to realize what's going on. But have no fear, Subliminal Message Studios is here, and as well as other, well other heavy, heavy hard hitters as far as waking people up and informers, guys. The Flyover Conservatives, those guys are a great, great audience to go to. The American Journal, check them out. War Room with Owen Shoyer. And most of all, Band.Video, Infowars.com, Alex Jones. Guys, this is, there's, there's no denying it that the mainstream media flat out lies to you now. It doesn't really matter whether you're on the left or the right nowadays. It's just, we know the mainstream media is lying to you. And I don't care whether you're on the right or the left side. There's major rhinos on the right side that have taken the hook that was of the uh, that was of the um, fishing pole that was held on by the New World Order. You see what I'm saying? And they're taking that bait. You know what I mean? Right here in Omaha, Nebraska, the elections are... The same, the same formality that was going on in Pennsylvania and Georgia, it blows my mind how, you know, see the, uh, the Democrats out here, they'll acknowledge that the um, elections are being stolen, right? But they don't know how to put it. They, they, they know something's going on, but they have no idea what's really going on. They just know the elections are rigged in some type of way. They know something's funky is going on. Well, yeah, maybe if you jackasses would wake up and realizes the, realize the New World Order, Carl Schwab's, the Davos Group, the World Health Organization, Bill Gates, Anthony Fauci, they're not creating, uh, they're not creating these viruses to play kumbaya with your bitch ass. They want you to agree with them because they know you're going to be dead anyway. You took your first vaccination. Your immune system is basically at 40% after your first one. At your second vaccination, you're sitting there having seizures and getting sick 24-7. So all across America, hospitals are getting filled up with vaccinated people that are going in there suffering from colds, allergies, seasonal allergies, stuff like that. And they are going in there and they are dying at record numbers. And the mainstream media is telling you, oh, it's either the monkeypox or the COVID surge. Uh, we have a COVID surge right now. It's kind of like uh, rice uh, um, or what did I say vice for? <coughs> it's a shame. President Biden, I'll say that. It's like him saying, Putin's price hike. 
Yet we have Democrats all across the board that are talking about we're going to shut down this oil field or we're going to shut down this carbon uh, um, this carbon field because we were trying to save the earth. When they're the same ones that agree with Putin's price hike, you're shutting down oil fields and then blaming on someone that you've never met. That most of you guys, most of the generation, especially nowadays and my generation, would never really, really take in consideration of what's going on in Russia. I'm going to admit it before we really, really went involved and got into war with Russia. I never really focused on Vladimir Putin. I more set it up on the Bolsheviks and um, Russia's history, especially when it came to after the aftermath of World War II. But what we're seeing now is a whole another type of tyranny, a whole other type of evil, and people are are, are, are are groveling in it. That's another thing. People are like groveling, groveling in their rights being taken away. They're groveling in it. They're so accepting of it, kind of like, you know, forced vaccinations. But then those same people will say, well, you know what? It's good to be forced vaccinated. But by the way, it's my body, my choice when it comes to killing this baby out of the womb or in the womb. But by the way, at the same time, those same people are saying, well, you know what? We need to take away everyone's guns because it's not their body. It's not their choice. I wonder how a lot of the Antifa feels about this because we all know that the left libtards were gathering up groups and arming themselves up and then more than likely using the giving those same guns to a bunch of gang members and that's why we have out in philadelphia new orleans 19 20 people dead over the weekend 30 people dead over the weekend but the mainstream media is literally just putting it in your face like oh another mass shooting happened and I've heard that term a lot, guys. And we're going to get to, um, you know, the gun, uh, gun reform news, which is what we're about to get to now, guys. But we're going to, we're just kind of recapping, right? Because one of the things I've honestly realized, especially with the uh, um, secret societies that are on your television screen, full well knowing that they're part of a, um, they're part of a devil cult and they've made a pact that everyone needs to die. That humans are the scourge of the earth, and they need to they need to convince the people, the general masses, that they're not worth anything, that they should be put up on the assembly line. You know, and they've done that, and they've done it so well with convincing women that, you know what I'm saying? Telling women to get victimized and then calling uh calling it women empowerment. It's a lot to do with the switch of culturalism they want to you know they want to have right now you know like i said guys they want to switch the culture over to like right now it's it's a culture of victimhood you know where it's cool and it's trendy to be to be a victim you know what i mean or it's cool and it's trendy to start a fight or start an escalation with somebody and then if things don't go their way like if they realize that they're going to get their you know butt beat then they'll turn around and be a victim and they'll say oh well this person's crazy and all this and that you know the narcissism comes into play a lot but if you haven't realized that that culture and our culture is being shifted over to a culture of psychopaths where people think it's more cool to be psychopaths and, and think it's trendy, you know what I mean? You think uh, serial killers like Ted Bundy, oh, I just want to understand them. You know, I hear that a lot. You know, it's 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 sick and sadistic, and you can honestly equate it to the brainwashing and the Stockholm Syndrome that 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 
99% of the world is under right now, especially after the pandemic. And everyone everywhere telling, telling you that a mask will save your life. And now, just like they're doing right now, they're gaslighting the crap out of people. I've seen so many different um, pictures um, or cartoon pictures on the Internet all across Twitter of Democrats holding up a sign saying the only thing that will stop a mass killer or a mass shooter is a good guy with a vote. Gaslighting the young, gaslighting the public. The whole the common sense with that makes absolutely no sense. Okay, guys, the common sense of that absolutely makes no sense. You can ban guns. We can get rid of the guns all day, guys. Well, you can have SWAT team come to my house, get rid of all my guns all day. It's not going to stop a crazy psychopath from getting a fire firearm. It's not going to stop. And plus, isn't that going to escalate things, especially a lot with these school shooters? Hell, if they can't get a gun if they're a lot of these, a lot of these people are so psycho. Uh, they're they're so um, crazy that you take away their guns. What are they going to go to then? What do you think they're going to go to? Knives? They're going to go to the step down? No, they're already acclimated to be like, if I'm going to do this school shooting, I'm going to grab a gun. You know, all this and that. Well, you take away guns from uh, law-abiding citizens essentially making it harder for law-abiding citizens to acquire guns well then you know what the next thing a school shooter is going to go to he's going to go to that step above that and we all know what's above using a firearm in a mass or school shooting we all know what what's the step above and i'm pleading to the parents to use common sense and to realize that's not the gun it's it's the gaslighting and that's lying to people and that's not giving children the knowledge and being open to children and giving them that intelligence of what a firearm does, what, which type of caliber and what, what type and how far that caliber goes, what, what that does to the human body when it enters, when it enters the body, give kids the dignity of knowing what actually happens with firearms and the knowledge of firearms and how to acquire and how to use those firearms and stop letting them get the knowledge of a firearm off of call of duty or games like parents are so acceptable to just give and hand their phones over to the children but they have this ideology that, oh, I would never hand a gun over to my children. Well, what do you think he's learning on the screen? Do you really, really, are you really, like, are, really, are we really, are we really so convincing of ourselves that the child TV that we um, give or like, like, you know, like there's a programs that you can put on your phone and then when you give them to the child, there's only, um, child like sponsored programs on there so like you know your child just can't search anything on youtube or anything like that well what we're starting to realize now is well pedophilia the way youtube's algorithms are is pedophilia and 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 it's not gonna lick it's not gonna lick itself like you know that whole gay thing um that was going on out in uh, louisiana and uh out in the state of um arizona and out in texas and uh i'm here what i'm hearing now is i've heard a couple th uh, signs go up in the lincoln um library guys and <clears throat> let me just say this guys you know 
what we're learning now is the type of algorithms and YouTube is they'll allow that to be shown to children. What we're starting to realize now is, you know, the Internet isn't really safe, whether you're on the left side or the right side. So why not just accept the facts and stop relying on the Internet and take responsibility for yourself? And I've advocated that, advocated that a lot. You know what I mean? With Because we live in a, a we live in a world and we live in a generation and the future generation is going to be 100 percent worse out of this. But we're starting to groom the generation now to where. Everything is everyone else's fault, you know. Like along with school shootings, I'm going to be honest, guys. What I th- uh, what, all these school sh- all uh, the uh, the most recent school shootings, I they're they're our fault. It's not the, it's not the government's fault. It's not the guns' fault. It's not the police's fault. It's our fault. You know, we keep on relying on everyone else to do our our job for our children. We keep on relying on everyone else to raise our children. We never take any responsibility. Like we have this ideology that when we leave kids in school, well, that's that's when my job as a parent is done. That has nothing to do, and the ideology needs to go away. We need to say we need to start taking more responsibility and realize that. We do need to start. Uh, we do need to start teaching our children how to defend themselves. We need to start teaching our children how to fight. So if you don't know how to fight, and your parent, well, you're you you are one of you're the problem. Why these school shooters go around all the time? They know a bunch of your parents are a bunch of pussies. You don't want to you don't want to teach yourself how to fight. You don't want to teach yourself how to shoot a gun. God forbid if you actually start te- talking to your teachers like this coming fall. God forbid if you actually start talking. Talking to your teachers and your principals and your staff and the staff at school and, and tell them, hey guys, is there any way I can set up a form of communication with you guys? That way, if a school shooting does happen, like I have some, I have you guys on speed dial. I have you guys on some kind of social media where if you type something in, I am, I'm, I'm on it like that, like I see it, and we start taking responsibility. Okay, well now, enough, enough of parent, enough of you parents get involved. You know what I'm saying? You guys can beat the police to that next school shooting. Take some responsibility for what you're doing. If you know the world is getting crazy, then what's stopping you from learning how to fight? Like, what's stopping you from learning how to use a knife? What's stopping you from learning from you learning how to use a gun? I don't care if you're on the left or the right side. Stop letting them convince you that it's everyone else's fault and then you throw up your hands when these horrible atrocities happen and you throw up your hands and say well what can we do to stop it because it's someone else's fault it's not my fault it's <laughs> you know i hear that a lot it's not my fault well well fuck dude whose fault is it is it me me personally guys let me tell you straight up guys um, I, I am very, 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 very um, communicative with all of my all the teachers. Whenever I go into school, when it comes to my children, I am very communicative with them. Most of them, uh, most of them know, uh, mo- know, and they don't agree with me on probably. Uh, you know, they're they're very, you know, they're very left leaning. You know what I mean? But most of them don't agree with me on some things. A lot of them agree with me on a lot of things because they they themselves have woken up. Because they, they they asked me, hey man, what do you think about this? And I and I hit them I hit them with the knowledge, guys. I drop them all the way down, and I go back historic historically too. You know, I, I don't just look at the now. And this goes uh, just real quick. This I've realized that they hate 
when you remember stuff. That's one thing that these secret societies, that's one thing that the global elite do not want from us. They do not want us to remember. But I am very, very communicative with all of my teach, all the teachers and the principal um, at, at my children's school, and including at the, um, at, um, including any daycare that my children are part of. I don't care if you don't agree with me, but you will be communicating with me because whether you like it or not, police are nowadays there's a major short of a shortage of them. Whether you like it or not, whether you think I'm a crazy conspiracy theory or not, if a school shooter or something happens drastic in your building. And you notify me, I, I hands down, I will show up there and I will show up armed. I will show up armed. Now, if the police are responding, obviously, especially right here in Omaha, Nebraska, we don't we don't F around. We will run it like that's that's why a lot of people are very I, I'm 100 percent sure. That's why a lot of these um, crazy, you know, psychotic people have the idea of doing it here in Omaha, Nebraska. But then they like kind of gather everything up and they take a look outside and they're just like, oh, I'm going to get away with this shit. There's so many people out here that are already pissed off. They'll engage me before I can even engage them. You know, and with our police, you don't want to do that with our police. I'm telling you right now. Um, and I'm very scared um, for what's going on with our police in the city of Omaha. I don't think they realize how drastic the infiltration really, really, truly is. And I don't think they know what to look for when it comes to this new order, new world order agenda, or especially with the World Health Organization. I don't think they know the terms to look for. Like when you hear climate change or a GOP a climate summit, or when you hear this is uh, this is um authorized by an umbrella uh, company such as Noxcam or Doxcam or ADL or any of these companies that are fully born infiltrated by the Illuminati, by other secret societies, including, I'm even here, the Opus Deo is getting quite involved within our political structure um, as well. And I, I'd, advise you guys, I'd advise you guys to look up Opus Deo as well. But um, guys, what we were uh, just getting, just in capping and doing just like you know just to do a quick recap before we get into this news guys because that's what we probably should do but i really really want to just say we need to start taking more responsibility there's nothing that's stopping you from learning how to fight there's nothing that's stopping you from learning how to use a gun there's nothing that's stopping you to from learning how to use a knife pepper spray anything guys uh, you know i don't care let's say if you don't like guns dude there's nothing stopping you from grabbing a bow and arrow get robin hood with it like, stop allowing the police and everyone else tell you and convince you will protect you. Stop believing that because they themselves even admit to you, hey, guys, um, make sure you lock your doors, lock your cars, keep all uh, personal belongings inside because people are getting robbed. People are getting uh, robbed at gunpoint. Women are getting raped. We're having a huge influx of illegal immigrants that are raping disabled ch uh, children and that just happened out in los angeles california who would have guessed but getting it uh getting into some uh getting into some news ladies and gentlemen because i know i i want i know i want to cover uh cover the bilderberg just to give her a drop patch and inform you guys on who was all at that bilderberg mood uh meeting and that the last, uh, the last uh, um, get together was um, yesterday, guys. This is January, uh, June sixth. So their last days were yesterday, 
And what my sources are telling me is they literally told some of the higher ups in the uh, um, in our American institution that America is done. The Chinese military is going to take over from here on out, and that's why you see publication after publication. China um, uh, swarms Latin America and the U.S. military is watching. China accuses Canada of provocati- uh, provocative acts in the skies after military jets um, um, have a little Passover. I'm sorry. Um, China, China collision course over Taiwan. Chinese fighter jets are um, scrambling in Ty- a Taiwanese strait. Eight vessel v- uh, uh, V2OL unmanned aerial drones to lift off in the Latin America seas. China says Canada military jets increase uh, reconnaissance, so Chinese military jets increase their reconnaissance. This is all over CBS, Yahoo, Energy Intel, NASDAQ, SeattlePI.com. Guys, this is everywhere that the Chinese military are scrambling their fighter jets and have their fighter jets in place right now. And I mean it's real. And I mean it's real. So I, I all right, so guys, I I want to get to this real quick, right? Because I don't know if um I, I haven't really been seeing it on mainstream uh, the mainstream establishment media. Now I've seen it on Fox News, guys. Thank God of that. But I can even see them. Um, even Fox News is trying to shy away from it because I don't think people really really realize the significance of what is going on out in Hawaii. Let's just say the redcoats are in Hawaii, ladies and gentlemen. And we also have a clip of this, and I want to go to that as well. But let's say the Redcoats are in Hawaii, and Hawaii is falling to the Redcoats. So House Bill 1366, sponsored by Patrick Branco, amends language regarding home-built firearms passed last session. It bans the possession of certain unfinished firearms components, as well as home-built firearms. Current law does not ban any possession of those owned prior to the ban passed last year. Now, those that include HB 1366 goes into effect on January 1st of 2022. Here, get this though, guys. Now, there's another House bill. 31, sponsored by Greg Takamir, increased Hawaii's mandatory firearm storage requirements. Safe storage is a matter of personal responsibility, and everyone's situation is different. It's unreasonable for the law to impose one-size-fits-all solutions. Now, that was the House Bill 31, Greg Takamir. Now, this is where it gets re- like the first uh, House Bill thir- uh, 1366 is bad enough, guys. But this is where it gets really, really interesting. So House, B- House Bill 1366 will also include mandatory searches of any personal owned passed down firearms that was given to and or the person and or before House Bill 1366 will go into effect on January 1st. 2022. This includes any at-home built firearms prior to the ban of last year. So they're actually saying that if you own a ghost gun prior to this ban of last year, they still need it. They're still going to come in there and check on the firearm. And if you were passed down any guns from your grandma, your grandfather, uh, your grandfather, your dad, anything, mandatory searches from here on out. If this bill goes through in 
the state of Hawaii. Now, Governor David uh, David IGE has signed the bill, House 1366 and House Bill 31, into law. So even though the main, uh, so even though the citizens are out, out outright saying it's unreasonable for the law to impose one uh, one size fits all for the solutions. However, what the what what they're saying is we don't give a shit. We're going to start doing mandatory checkups and mandatory searches of everyone's firearms in the state of Hawaii. What tyrannical. And you know what? And you know what's um, you know what really scares me the most is I don't think people really realize that this is going to spread across in America. It's not going to just stop at uh, Hawaii with these mandatory uh, firearms sta- uh, storage requirements. And this is really, really just uh, another way of them getting your firearm. But I have a clip on this, guys. I want to go to that now. Shootings all across America have taken center stage since the devastating attack of an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, and the killings at a medical center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. In light of that violence, KITV for Cynthia Yip now reports Governor David Ige today signed a bill restoring part of a previous gun law that was struck down by a federal court last year. The measure requires a physical in-person inspection of three categories of firearms county police chiefs identified as threats to public safety, ghost guns or firearms with no serial numbers, firearms brought to Hawaii from out of state, and guns transferred between private individuals. Um, Hawaii has had common sense gun laws and gun control here in the islands. Um, we are amongst the strictest in the country, um, and we know that we have amongst the lowest rates of gun violence in America. House Bill 2075 restores part of a previous gun law that was struck down last year by a federal court. Uh, there are still so, guys. I just want to um, I want to go back to what he was saying. So let's go back to that real quick because this what he what he was saying was influential like it was it was a serious thing let's go back to individuals um, Hawaii. and guns transferred between private individuals um, Hawaii has had common sense gun laws and gun control here in the islands um, we- state and guns transferred between private individuals <clears throat> so this is I just want to stop right there just real quick and um, I, I, I do apologize for the little glitch on my um, uh, on my video feed right here, but um, this is what I'm talking about. So private individuals, are we not? Are we not? Are, are, can we get an agreement that a private? Uh, if you pass a gun down to a private individual, it could be simple as something as uh, your mom, who's a hardcore left uh, leftist, if she lives out in Hawaii, and her son let's say is uh going in a bad neighborhood and like i said her mother is all for gun control and all this and that but her mom passes down the gun so her uh her son and her son is legally uh, legally of age and everything is legal you know what i mean he has a permit he has all of the um permits and everything that hawaii has asked of him now uh, she passes that gun he later gets arrested in whatever neighborhood he was in well guess what those two are both now now felons. They will be spending 
hard, hard, hard time, probably more than likely anywhere from five years to 10 years in prison. So these, these uh, common sense gun reform laws, ladies and gentlemen, that they keep on trying to convince you of, I want you to remember that they're all geared for every single one of us. They're not geared for your crazy, you know, those crazy, yeah, yeah, you red Republicans out there, you know. They're not geared. They're geared towards everyone. They're geared towards taking away everyone's right to self-defense. And that's what I think this is really, really about, guys. No one really wants to put it like that, but that's what this is really about. You get robbed, it doesn't matter. If someone rapes you and, and murders your uh, baby right in front of you, it doesn't matter. You survived it. You don't have a right to self-defense. Like here in the state of Nebraska, we still don't have a right to stand your ground. It's amazing. Shit, uh, they just shot down. The, some of the same Republicans that were calling themselves Republicans went ahead and shot down the right for the people the the people in Nebraska for them just to carry a firearm without having to go through all of these loops and bounds and everything that the criminals don't have to do and uh, another interesting point that was said by um the sheriff which he direct he actually directly admitted to saying we're not voting for this because if we vote for it that means we can't arrest people we can't use Gun certain uh, certain gun crimes to arrest people, and it's it's a shame that they don't realize that you guys are falling. They're 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 coming after you. Like you know, what do you think? You you're not going to be able, you're not going to be able to be a cop forever. As soon as you're not a cop anymore, who do you become? You come you become one of us, right? Now you have to go through all these litigations, the same thing that criminals aren't going through, right? The same thing that those people that you were chasing down, those hard, you know, um, brutal and evil men. Well, you're, you know, well, now those evil men, they don't give a shit. They're not following those laws, but you are. You have to. And now you can't even use that firearm. You'll go to prison if you, if you if you use it. You know what I mean. It doesn't matter if that evil person came into your house, you know, and raped your wife, you know, and killed your daughter, and you know, and then shot your dog, and you know, it doesn't matter. As long as you were in the bathroom with your gun, you were safe. That none of that matters. You know what I mean. None of that matters. You do not have the right to defend yourself. But let's get back. Let's get back to um, the governor of Hawaii. Allowing the Redcoats in. I don't know how else to say that, guys. Let's get back to it. Um, Hawaii has had common sense gun laws and gun control here in the islands. Um, we are amongst the strictest in the country. Um, so and smug. Know that it's disgusting. We have amongst the lowest rates of gun violence in America. House Bill 2075. I right, see. I'm, you know what, I'm so sorry. I have to stop it one more time. I'm going to play it all the way through. You know, just I'm just gonna play. I'm gonna go back and play it all through, all the way through. But you see how they double speak to you. You see how that double tongue goes into there. Oh, Hawaii gonna introduce these new gun laws. We want to stop common sense. We we are going to bring in common sense gun reform. Oh, but by the way, Hawaii has the lowest gun crime rates. We acknowledge that. But you know, we want to have common sense gun reform. Yes, it's it's disgusting, man. It's disgusting. And who is suffering the most? Who is suffering? The people of Hawaii. They have fell. 
Canada fell, now Hawaii fell, ladies and gentlemen. What what a time to be alive. All right, let's play it all the way through. Let's play it all the way through. Now. Mass shootings all across America have taken center stage since the devastating attack of an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, and the killings at a medical center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. In light of that violence, KITV for Cynthia Yip now reports Governor David Ige today signed a bill restoring part of a previous gun law that was struck down by a federal court last year. The measure requires a physical in-person inspection of three categories of firearms county police chiefs identified as threats to public safety, ghost guns or firearms with no serial numbers, firearms brought to Hawaii from out of state, and guns transferred between private individuals. Um, Hawaii has had common sense gun laws and gun control here in the islands. Um, we are amongst the strictest in the country. Um, and we know that we have amongst the lowest rates of gun violence in America. House Bill 2075 restores part of a previous gun law that was struck down last year by a federal court. Uh, there are still more guns than people in the state of Hawaii. Uh, if lots of guns were the answer, we'd have no crime or murders at all. But obviously more guns is not the answer. It's unfortunate that at the federal level there's complete gridlock on common sense gun reg regulation like universal background checks and regulating ghost guns. Um, it's part of the reason we have had these massacres in the last few weeks and why we have way, way more massacres than any other country in the world. Also today, Governor Ige signed a proclamation declaring today, June 3rd, National Gun Violence Awareness Day, paying tribute to victims of gun violence, their families, and loved ones. Cynthia Yip, KTV4, I'm... All right, that's enough of that shit. That is enough of that. And you, I know, guys, um, you literally see how smug these people really, really, really are. Oh, if we if we got rid of all the guns, then there there wouldn't be any crime at all here in Hawaii. You know what? No. Oh, oh so what about the, the the literally? What about the the police that have killed more people per capita than most of the U.S. Not lying about this at all, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Hawaii ranks fifth in the U.S. for the number of people killed this year by police on per capita basis. At least four have died after encounters with law enforcement officers, including uh, fugitive Bruce Zalanka, who was shot by U.S. Marshal Service deputy in a Chinatown parking on, uh, on a, a garage on uh, May 12th. So, ladies and gentlemen, when they're saying... When they're saying, oh, if we got rid of the guns, then we wouldn't have any crime at all. Well, yeah, you wouldn't have any crime at all. That's because your police are killing people and they're not getting charged. So, and this is, and this is by, and guys, this is being, pro being proven to be true, even by mainstream establishment. Now, this is a Guardian document. The Guardian document that deaths is part of a new project aimed at tracking every person killed in the U.S. by the police. The project named The Counted will use both traditional reporting techniques and crowdsourcing to build a comp comprehensive database that can be used to better inform public data, uh, debate. Hawaii has struck gold and has caused more deaths by shooting at citizens than any other state in 
the United and then America. I apologize. I was going to say the United States. It, it's this uh, article is reading kind of funny, but. As the Guardian reports, only 1,100 police departments out of the 18,000 police agencies reported justifiable homicides. Those in which a felon is killed in the line of duty to the FBI between 2005 and 2012. That leaves a lot to be unanswered and leaves a lot to be desired. Now, the Guardian has found that 489 people have died at the hands of police since 2017. And this is just in Hawaii, ladies and gentlemen. So while they're passing through bills to strip away the Hawaii's rights to uh, self-defense, House Bill 1366 and House Bill 31, where police now are going to directly enter into people's homes that carry firearms and they're going to force mandatory checks make sure your um, firearm is safe and in a storage meanwhile they're out there shooting the people of Hawaii left and right ladies and gentlemen but the Hawaii people are under Stockholm Syndrome and they're all you know they're all, all under the suicide pact just like many other states are they want their firearms their right to self-defense their right for basic human dignity. They, they want all that gone, ladies and gentlemen. They want all of that gone. I mean, just, I mean, just, just what, what a time to be alive. And, uh, you know, uh, this also comes when, uh, this also comes after Spain has admitted to spraying deadly chemtrails as a part of a secret UN program. And they have told their people it's to fight COVID-19. I mean, it's, it's amazing. How dumb are we going to get and you know what else ladies and gentlemen before we get back into because uh, we we covered this before but i just i, I want to cover it one more time because we've been arguing are we've been arguing with each other of whether or not chemtrails are real whether or not are and if they are real then i hear the libtard saying well it's just they're just spraying extra they're spraying extra um Air, I can't remember. I was having a conversation. I, I heard one of them say, they're, they're spraying, um, they're just using, using more exhaust than normal. That's what's causing these chemtrails. But we can't continue to argue over it. You know, at some point, we have to start thinking of solutions and we have to start holding the, P, the, uh, the UN accountable for them spraying. Chemtrails, deadly chemtrails, and um, in their own words, and um, the Spanish government's own words. Now, um, order SND. I have the documents all right here as well of April sixteenth, which authorizes the armed forces and unites and units and military emergency units to use biocide chemicals authorized by the Ministry of Health for disinfection in order to deal with supposedly COVID-19. This is World Decree 463-2020 of March 14th. Hereby declares a state of emergency for the management of the health crisis situation caused by COVID-19, which includes a series of measures aimed at protecting the welfare, health, and safety of citizens and, contain and containment of the progression of the disease and strengthen the public health system. 
but many of you never, ever, ever actually knew what was going on. So that's how they tell you guys. They, they release information. They release information, but they always make sure to include in there, we did it for you. You know, we're doing this to combat COVID-19. We're doing this because it's in the health and in the favor and the safety and the public opinion of citizens. Meanwhile, the citizens of Spain are right now, as I'm uploading this, as I'm on air right now, they are looking at and looking at themselves like, we had no idea that this was even going on. We knew that you guys were spraying something in there, something up in the skies, but we had no idea that it was going on. So we have, why would it be for our safety? I guess that's what I'm trying to say. It is. They already want you to have, they are, they want you to be acclimated to that thought of, well, well, they're spraying it because it's our safety. You want me to repeat that for you? They are spraying biocide chemicals in the world's atmosphere all across the nation. It's not just happening in Spain. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this isn't just going on since 2020. This has been going on since 1972. It first sounded a, a little bit a little bit before that on the Ho Chi Minh trails in Vietnam, where we were flooding out the NVA troops using weather uh, weather modification and weather weaponization. And now we're just using it to outright kill the people of this earth. So the Spanish government ordered the military to quietly spray lethal chemtrails on its citizens with United Nations authorization under the cover of the state of emergency for management of the health crisis situation caused by COVID-19. That is what they are saying. They are spraying you down with lethal chemtrails to combat COVID-19, which within itself is lethal so or at least that's what they claim right so forget about the the great displacement forget about your your um government being infiltrated by a bunch of pedophiles forget about them using a bunch of third war third war people to come into your country and completely shape and shift the way your voting terms are going to go and not just that excuse them while they come into your country rape disability children rape children go to prison and then get let out excuse them while states like new york city just flat out introduce laws that they're saying we're just not going to report mass shootings as a matter of fact we're actually going to help out Rappers that kill people, we're going to help them out by allowing them to now openly talk about killing people, and we're not going to hold them and what they say accountable because, oh, it's just because they're artists. They're artists. So even if they openly state and kill someone right in front of your face and then rap about it, well, we're not going to hold them accountable. We need evidence. But even if they do get evidence on them, shit, dude, they're just going to go, they're going to go get out of prison anyway I mean what a freaking time to be alive ladies and gentlemen and, and and all this is going on you know what I mean all this is going on who's got their eye on the world that's what I want to know that's what I want to ask who has got their eye on the world well we know now who's got their eye on the world and it's an interdimensional being supposedly that are giving 
these families that are from the Dutch Royal family, the Rockefeller families, Bill Gates, all they're giving them these technologies supposedly, and then they're terraforming the whole world right now, making it completely unlivable for you and I. And they're telling us it's for a new human being. Are they hinting towards the Chinese that are creating humans out of tubes that are born out of the lab? They're creating crisp, crisper, you know, um, gene edited embryos and babies that they have actually given amnesty uh, to because they know that these gene edited babies will or uh, will create some, a different form of disease or whatever disease that they might create within themselves well they want to make sure that the world cannot hold these crisp or gene edited babies accountable and this was back, back in 2015, the Chinese government admitted to, yeah, clones, they're, they're real. Yeah, we can create clones. Actually, we're in the middle of creating gene-edited babies right now. And we're making sure the United Nations and the scientific community gives them amnesty and make sure that if they create, if these gene-crisp-edited babies create any different form of uh, um, birth effects, if they start creating different forms of diseases and viruses from their offspring well it's not their fault we're introducing laws right now the united nations and the scientific community said oh hell yeah we were getting ready to destroy the whole planet anyway so you know what i mean you know of course of course <laughs> duh let me get let me read this off for you guys one more time Chinese researchers first edited the genes of a human embryo in a lab dish in 2015, ladies and gentlemen. Now that uh, the, it did uh, spark, it did spark something, especially from some some of the spy, scientists that were calling it out, and they were saying that these gene uh, gene edited um, babies or these CRISPR DNA human babies are going to create, or they are going to be the end of regular human life and it's not going to be something like terminator where some of us are going to be able to choose no it's going to wipe out our entire civilization so according to chinese medical documents this is posted online back in 2015 a team at the southern university of science and technology in shenzhen has been recruiting couples in an effort to create the first gene edited babies they plan to eliminate a gene called ccr5 in hopes of rendering the offspring re-hesitant to hiv smallpox and colio the clinical trial documents describe the study in which crispr is employed to modify human embryos before they transferred into human a human a woman's uterus the scientist behind the effort, he, Jun Ku, did not reply to a list of questions about whether the undertaking had produced a live birth. Reached by telephone, he declined to answer. But we now know the birth of the first genetically tailored humans are born, and not only are they not, uh, not only are they alive, but they are being protected by, quote unquote, the Chinese government. Now, some of the new forms of medicines that eliminates genetic diseases, others see a slippery slope to enhancements, designer babies, and a new form of eugenics.
This is a quote by um, a Nobel Prize winner. Listen to this, guys. In this ever more competitive global pursuit of applications for gene editing, we hope to be a standout. He and his team wrote in an ethics statement they submitted last year. They predicted their innovation will surpass the invention of an vitro fertilization whose developer was awarded a Nobel Prize in 2010. And ladies and gentlemen, that's just the, uh, the, the tip of the spear, right, guys? I mean, with so much other things that are coming out, you know, chemtrails. Yeah, no, they're real. Uh, Spania, the Spani Spaniard government just admitted to the United Nations being in control of this weather weaponizing modification. They're in direct control of if you control someone's weather, then that's going to control someone else's weather. Like if I control our, my weather here, that's going to have a direct effect on the weather over on the other part of the world, ladies and gentlemen. And now they're just openly admitting it. So all the things that were supposedly conspiracy theory, now they're just openly admitting it. You know what I mean? And there is no... There is no arguing with it now, you know what I mean? Because now they're just directly telling you this is what we're spraying your ass down with. The problem, and I think the real reason why they're being so open about it now, well, that's because people just don't give a shit. You know, and, and, and even to the people that are, are um, awake are still being dubbed crazy because the masses are only about accepting a conspiracy theory if it's accepted by everyone else. You know, like when, they, when it came out that the NSA and the CIA and the FBI and as well as other different forms of government right here in America were spying on us. And not only were they spying on us, but they were trying to learn our, our genetical code or trying to learn our sociology as a human being. And they were pumping that information into an artificial intelligence program to quote unquote clone you in the future and that's all came out to be true now the general population is like no yeah we knew yeah the nsa is watching us yeah so what dude so what do the republicans the republicans support mass murders the republicans support la 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 I mean, what 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 kind of uh, what kind of shit show have um, I just woken up to? I don't know what else to say that, guys. So we are in very 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 dire times, guys, because it's not just Spain that's in, uh, going out admitting to spraying its people with bias uh, biocide, lethal biocide chemtrails. And they're doing that all across America. They've been doing it for a very long time. It's not just the Hawaii governor, governor introducing anti-gun laws and introducing door-to-door -door inspections of your basic right to defend yourself, whether it be with a firearm, whether it be with a knife. No, now you're gonna have door-to-door -door inspections from another human being, some another human being that somehow has been convinced that they are better than you, that, oh, it's okay if they have that firearm, but they are better than you. 
they take that firearm home, ladies and gentlemen. They don't they don't hold it up in their they don't put it in their um their cubby holes when they're done with work. They take their firearms at home and they protect themselves. But you are going uh, the people of Hawaii are getting ready to be introduced to what real or just a stepping stone of what tyranny actually looks like. The people of Hawaii are getting ready to be introduced into the red coats. Ladies and gentlemen, so you better get right with God. You better get right with our creator. You better get right with your family. You better stop letting them convince you that, okay, support Ukraine, support everything else but your friends, your family. You better get with it. You better get it with it right now. Especially when it comes to your children, you better stop allowing them to convince you that it's not your responsibility to make sure that your kid is safe. It's every day, every second, every millisecond, it's your responsibility to take care of that child. So you better learn how to fight. You better learn how to fight with a weapon. You better learn how to fight with a, uh, a gun. A crossbow, a bow and arrow, it doesn't matter, a sword, get get biking with it, do something, man, but you better start preparing yourself and start teaching yourself how to defend what is yours because the children on this planet are everything to this new coming generation. So you better wake up. You better get with it right now. There is no time there is no better time to be alive but right now. So get with it. Wake up. And I mean wake up. Wake up. We'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So the people of Hawaii have allowed for tyranny to open their door and join them for dinner while the people out in Spain are being sprayed with biocide lethal chemtrails and so is the rest of the world this is just the United Nations coming out and openly admitting that yes we are spraying you with lethal chemtrails, lethal biocide chemtrails that directly attack and go after your nervous system if you look up biocide the Bilderbergs just got that meeting in Washington DC and they have told the higher ups in America that our military is over with and right on cue ladies and gentlemen Chinese war fighter jets are seen everywhere in Canada. They are seen being, they are touching down on uh, Latin America right now. They were used to refuel in Canada. They have been doing barrel maneuvers on our coastal shores. And this is all happening right now, along with more escalating news with Russia and Vladimir Putin. Now openly saying that I we're going to bomb Western cities if you guys continue to give long-range missile rockets to Ukraine. And as soon as Vladimir Putin issued this statement, 
He then went and bombed two arms depots in Kiev in Ukraine. And that is exactly where those long-range missile missiles were being held. So that wasn't just a statement. That was a that this time that was a direct warning. You give them long-range missile rockets one more time, and we're gonna start striking places in the West that we've never thought about striking before. And what is our American military? Uh, what is our what? Are, what are our uh, politicians doing about it? Well, they're doing what they don't want to really do, but they sure are introducing new gun control bills, more restrictions on the American people. But the criminals, they can be allowed free. The illegal immigrants that are that are coming in here, they can rape. Little girls, little disabled girls, ladies and gentlemen, you don't know what I'm talking about here. Let me break this down real quick. So home, home founder charged with mistreating disabled girl. And more, uh, it's not just mistreating. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into it. And you come to find out that this isn't the first time he's been charged. He's been let out multiple times and continue to do it. So Ramura Banda, welfare home founder, Sita Benina Aid Raziria was again charged at the Sessions Court here, this time with mistreating a 13-year-old girl with Down syndrome. Setunia Benina, 29, however, pleaded not guilty to the charge, which was read out to her before Judge Israelimus Sinesia. She was alleged to have committed the offense at a condornium unit in Wingasai Maju between Friday and June this year. The charge under Section of the Child Act 2001 carries a maximum fine of 50000 or imprisonment for up to 20 years or both. But on August 20, the Centennial pleaded not guilty to a charge of neglecting the girl in a manner likely to cause her physical and emotional injuries at the same location in between the same time frame the court allowed bail with one surety and she was also ordered not to intimidate the witness as well as to surrender her passport and to report herself at the nearest police station weeks and weeks occurring she was also charged with mistreating the disabled girl so this was a uh, and, and and you know what and you know what's uh, uh, best about this guys this is just one one of the situations that is coming out. There's another situation, right? So, asylum seeker raped disabled Belgian uh, uh, Belgian women for three days. For three days, a 30-year-old asylum seeker in Belgium has been sentenced to four years imprisonment after he raped a mentally disabled woman, hoping to get her pregnant so he could use the child as an excuse to remain in the country. You have to be, and this is the type of culture. We are creating. Did you hear what I just said? That's that's the first situation, right? Okay. Right? It's the first situation where a home where a home founder was raping and, and mistreating, or what they're saying is mistreating, they uh beating a little girl and got caught doing it while on trial. They let her go, and then while and then while going through that court case, she then got caught mistreating or beating another child. And now, and now, oh, an asylum seeker, oh, an asylum seeker was raping a Belgian woman for three days, a disabled, mentally disabled Belgian woman for three days, so he could get her pregnant, so he could use the child to get and stay in the country and that's the type of 
culture we're creating. While at the same time, these these uh, you know the women empowerment movement make no make no no even talk about this. They don't even bring it up. But of course, if you ask them if you uh, if it's all about your body, your choice, they'll throw up their freaking hands and be like, "Well, of course it's my body, my choice." But it wasn't this mentally disabled woman's choice, was it? Allow everyone in here, right? But when this stuff happens. When we create this kind of culture of this type of temptation, then we can throw up our hands and be like, well, we just need to get rid of the guns. You know, speaking of that, guys, I want to go to this clip of a House committee that is um, approving um, some gun control bills, guys, because after all, we can let mentally disabled women get raped. We can let children be groomed in bars with pedophiles rubbing and touching them we can put books in the school that say it's not going to lick itself we can invite all the worst and the most evil parts of society into our school systems into our house into our tables into our dinner tables but when it comes to guns oh yeah we need to get rid of those so let's go to the house committee getting rid of our second amendment just like Hawaii just fell to the freaking red coast let's get to it now the type and just imagine and you know what you know what um and this is a type of rhetoric that's that's going on in america right now this this like this polarization and not just the polarization but the indoctrination of making the youth and making the young make like preying on the young and and convincing them that republicans are the cause for the mass shootings and oh if we just get rid of the republicans then Mass shootings would stop and mass shootings would go down completely, completely dystopia and the farthest thing from the truth, ladies and gentlemen. So 
the Span uh, the Spanish government has openly admitted to spraying lethal chemtrails on the on, on the Spanish people. Hawaii has introduced Bill House Bill thirteen sixty six and House Bill thirty one, which gives the police the ability to walk into anyone's house that they chose to to check their firearms, and if they do not comply, they are now felons. No, it doesn't matter if you're in a really, really bad part of the neighborhood. No, it doesn't matter if Hawaii has more death by police per capita than any other state or any other city in America. None of that matters that the Hawaii people are getting taken out and killed by the police at record numbers, but they're going to introduce bills to get rid of the citizens' right to carry a firearm out in Hawaii. Completely crazy. Now House bills are going into Congress of shifting up the age of buying a, um, buying a rifle of 21. And it's amazing to me because some of the same things that they're using, they're talking about, well, we want to save the children. The children are going in the dirt. Yet they're the ones that are introducing bills to allow women to kill babies, sometimes anywhere from two weeks out of the womb up to eight weeks out of the womb. One of that bill was introduced in Los Angeles, Los Angeles County. I'm sorry, the city of Los Angeles in California. I mean, if you don't think things are uh, intensifying, then what country are you living in? And all this is going to be aimed towards us. You know, I, I, I really, really want to drill that into the people's heads. It's not like none of these bills on gun reform, on, uh, you know, on censorship on the Internet. You have to realize that it's going to be geared towards everyone, not just the right side, you know, which is the ideology that the libtards have right now. They just only see it like, well... We need to get rid of the guns because of crazy Republicans. Dude, they're talking about you too. Like they're talking about you too. You know, they're not just they're not just saying this and they're gonna be like, oh well, when we go down house to house, when we start kicking down doors, we go from door to door, we're not gonna get to your house and be like, oh, I wonder if he was for Black Lives Matter. I wonder if they were for LGBT group. Well, if they were, we better pass their house. We don't wanna bother them. No, they're going from door to door. And it amazed me even more because most of the libtards, you guys are the ones, you guys are the ones with the problems with the police. So what makes you think the police are going to show up at your door and be like, hey, we're here to check your firearms, and they see the Black Lives Matter shit everywhere. What makes you think they're going to be like, oh, well, you're for Black Lives Matter. You're definitely on our side. Come on out. Like, we, we need to wake up because all this stuff is going on, and it's all geared towards us. Forced vaccination, okay? The World Health Organization taking over our each city's sovereignty, each state's sovereignty. So when the next pandemic goes along, speaking of next pandemic, Bill Gates has already openly stated, I don't know how many times, that the next pandemic is the monkey uh, monkeypox virus, guys. The monkeypox virus. It's it's just another. It's it's a whole other uh, money maker. But let's get to Bill Gates talking about just that. But something was time enough for some countries to respond and have you know very very mild pandemics. Uh, ground zero, wherever the emergence takes place, is always going to have the toughest job. Um, you know, will they see an elevation 
in respiratory symptoms? Will they see an elevation in deaths? Um, will they run a diagnostic panel? They're not going to be sequencing everything. But when things, when you get an elevation or you get your normal diagnostic panel uh, showing something unusual, then you've got to start sequencing. And, you know, so it could be, there could be more delay in reaction uh, if we have a country with low capacity and we don't have a global team. People always talk about, well, let's help countries do better. Yeah, we should help countries do better. But a lot of the pandemic risks are in countries when the next several decades will not have that local capacity. So you have to have global capacity. If you're serious about pandemics, you have to have global capacity that can come in and do those things. Um, you know, so we see we see that a lot. Um, this shit, I mean, honestly, I got to stop right there. Um, there's, and I have a few clips, guys, because there's, um, there's so much stuff within this that just blows. It, it, it honestly just blows my mind. Where he's like, like he just said, oh, well, if you're serious about pandemics, you have to have a global government. You have to have a global health industry that makes decisions on everything that each city, each state, each county, everyone has to follow it. Because he's even openly stated, well, if you have one country that doesn't follow it, oh, well, then, you know what I mean, we can just wait until that one country has such a mass amount of death that then we will include it. These people are sick. The Like, you know, um, and, and they all, and it's, and it's not like, and it's not like they're just now doing it. You know, this New World Order thing has been going on for a long time, ladies and gentlemen. Just, just research the uh, name Anthony Sutton. And so many others that were trying to pave the way. So many other um, journalists that were actually killed telling the truth and informing the American public of what's really, really going on. What type of tyranny we really, really need to be looking out for because our ideology on tyranny is based on Hollywood so much. We have completely forgotten how tyranny and what it really looks like and how it, get, how it does get introduced to the public. Maybe we've been so jaded and we've been so comfortable. And I think that's what it really, really is about. We've been so comfortable and to allow tyranny to open our door and come in and sit down at our dinner table and we have even enthused conversation with the devil and, ty and tyrannical forces without eliminating them from our house as soon as possible so they cannot infiltrate they cannot induce the public with their um, evil and uh, psychotic ways but let's get back to Bill Gates informing the world well this is what we're going to do whether you like it or not we're going to have a world health or we're going to have a world health agency that's going to tell what tell what tell that or uh, tell where your hospitals where your local hospitals and what everyone else is going to do but you know here we you know, we're lucky if this had been 10 years ago, uh, some of these vaccine technologies did not exist. If it comes 10 years from now, we should have far, far better diagnostic technology. That is, be able to scale up every country within a month uh, to diagnose their entire population. We should have 
much better therapeutics, some of which will be pathogen independent. And then, you know, if we do come up with vaccines, we want vaccines that are infection blocking and long duration, which today, you know, the vaccines have saved millions of lives, but they don't have a bunch of wave duration and they're not, they're not good at infection blocking. Whoa, you see what it just said? So the vaccines we have not right now are not good at infectious blocking, but he's the same one. These are the same people that are pushing the COVID nineteen vaccine. Yet they're turning around and saying, "Well, well, these virus, uh, you know, these these vaccines are not, um, you know, they they don't they don't really stop." the virus so not infectious blocking and then he goes on and then uh, right before that he says what we really need is long-term infectious blocking in other words what he's saying is we need long uh, vaccines that operate off of long a long-term basis they don't need they do not need to continue to inject you they just need to inject you once and once with the mrna Transmutetic, transmutated, uh, transmute, transmutant vaccine that it begins to alter your DNA, your DNA structure in specific types of ways where your immune system gets completely alternated. Your brain waves act on a different frequency. Everything in your body changes and they are openly admitting to it guys now um i also want to get to this uh to this to this next clip because this one is um prior recent guys this is a little skit and it's by the world economic forum and it says for the future annual annual meeting davos 2022 let's get to this now the world is a different place today Destruction that it causes, and you wake up. Tired. 
AI that's transmutinic in its nature. Completely dystopia, ladies and gentlemen. And I have the video posted on my uh, Twitter feed, just a specific video of uh, the World uh, World Economic Forum and this uh, for the future video they came out with. It just looks the uh, the look on it. Like I said, is completely um, dystopic. The look on it is completely, completely out of this world. You know what I mean? And then literally egging on the destruction of our planet, the same destruction that they're causing. And they're giving, like, they're, they're gearing up and they're, they're trying to, they're really, really trying to, they're, they're um, hardest to con convince, convince the public that, yeah, death and destruction needs to happen, right? Excuse me. It needs to happen because if it doesn't happen, if it doesn't happen, then, well, then, we're just going to create it. We're just going to create it anyways, ladies and gentlemen. So um, let's get to um, what should be the breaking news all across mainstream media. It should be what is it should be on Fox News. It should be everywhere because this most recent warning that's coming out of Russia has a lot more significance than what we are being told because like I said it's not just it's not just that Vladimir Putin has just made this um, this threat towards the West like he hasn't made a threat towards the West before it is the fact that the Bilderberg group that was just in Washington D.C. was telling some of our top advisors in Washington in our in our and, and, and the higher ups in Washington telling some of our generals that the West military is done. And right after Vladimir Putin made this statement, he then went and bombed arms depots in Kiev. 
to prevent um, the Ukrainian military use those long-range missiles that the United States military just gave them. So right after he made that statement, he went bomb. He went bombed those arms depots. If we, I'm, and and this is also the first time that Vladimir Putin has openly stated that we are going to start bombing specific parts of the West that we have not thought of yet. So this is just one. Um, this is just one. This is New York Times, guys. This is mainstream, right? Washington Post, all this and that, guys. So Russian forces pressed hard on Sunday to take the town of Slaventi Dostika, one of the latest, ob- uh, latest obstacles to seizing the region of Lunesk. But as so often in this grinding war of attrition, the Russian army is finding the uh, it going uh, uh, finding the going difficult with Ukrainian forces making counterattacks and seizing back of the town total bullshit and that's actually being admitted by president vladimir uh, zelensky and him saying actually we're completely losing control of ukraine so um even if it is struggling in the east Moscow offered a reminder Sunday that it retains the power to lash out in much of the Ukraine, hitting Kiev, the capital for the first time in more than a month. President Vladimir uh, Vir Putin of Russia, angered by the impending arrival in Ukraine of long-range missiles from the West, warned that Moscow may hit Hirochiro to unscathed targets. Even in the majority Russian-speaking areas of eastern Ukraine, the brutality of the Russian campaign employing what Mr. Zelensky called a constant airstrikes, artillery and missile fire has produced fire, uh, fierce resistance, lasting and anti-Russian feelings, and a new Ukrainian nationalism. Now, um, this is all so much propaganda coming out of the West. What is really going on, especially, uh, especially when it comes to um, what you what we would call Russian speaking neighborhoods out in uh, Lundesk and um, Dunstacks and other parts of uh, the eastern parts of Ukraine is those people are actually wanting the Ukrainian special forces and the Ukrainian uh, Ukrainian soldiers out of their city because the Ukrainian army is killing them. They are bombing them. Uh, the, it is just now coming out that that library strike that hit the library that the Western media and CNN, SNBC said, oh, oh, it was the Russians that hit the school. Well, now it's coming out. And of course, they're not talking about it now because now the people in Maripol at that school that was hit are coming out and straight up saying, no, that was a Ukrainian artillery strike. That was the Ukrainian military that hit that school. So that's why the mainstream media establishment is not telling you about it. In war, deception is nobody's enemy, but it is everybody's uh, friend, ladies and gentlemen. So just remember that, guys. And, and like I said, it's coming out more and more. And President Vladimir Zelensky is actually uh, um, openly admitting it, or he's not openly admitting it, but even he is saying that Ukraine is going to lose the war if we don't supply them with more long-range missile strikes with more of this more of that right and it's not like he cares because once again when russia when uh united states goes to the uh, goes to war if the united states has foreign troops touch down on its shores 
I want to, I want every single one of you Americans. I don't care if you want to be American or not. I don't care if you're on the left side or the right side. What I need you to do is ask yourself, do you really see any of Ukraine soldiers coming over here to help us out? And it's a very honest question. Do you really, really see, you know, the French coming over to help us out? They've been talking, uh, they've been talking stuff on America for so long now. They, uh, uh, do you see any of the Spanish coming out, uh, coming out to help us out? Do you see even the German military to coming over to help us out? Do you see any of the Ukraine military coming over to help us out? No, they are not. So they have no problem with dragging us into a war that no one will win. So right before I get to, uh, uh, uh what, um, Putin's most recent uh, Putin's most recent speech and what he was saying, uh, what he said about striking Western cities or about striking Western um, countries that he has never never thought about um, uh, striking before. So um, Russia's defense ministry claimed that the missiles had struck a railway repair workshop and destroyed an arms depot, an unspecified number of Soviet area T-72 tanks delivered by Eastern European nations. Poland and the Czech Republic have spent hundreds of such tanks to Ukraine. Ukrainian officials denied that any tanks had been destroyed. Right? You see how that works out? So... Ukraine is, has denied that any of their um, tanks have been destroyed. Then full well knowing that, yeah, no. What do you keep in an arms depot? Well, I think you keep guns, tanks, helicopters, jets. You know, I mean, of course, uh, those helicopters and jets might be in a different, um, a different sets of hel uh, um, different compartments, different um, parts of. Hangers that you'd be keeping these type of, this type of equipment in, but this is this is how um, and I'm just going to introduce to you guys just a little known fact, you know, just because like, I always like going back into history, right? So one of the ways that the Germans and um, as a matter of fact for any country, one of the main ways that they were um, one of the main ways they were transporting their tanks was via by train. So Ukraine and Ukraine has openly said time after time that the way they use uh, the way they maneuver and um, make their tanks go around Ukraine so fast is by train. Now, right here, what they're saying, then full well knowing that this missile depot and this railway station is a key part in Kiev, especially when it comes to them maneuvering tanks around Ukraine. So not only are they lying, but they're just plainly saying that they cannot admit the truth because if it gets out that Russia is indeed winning the war and they've been winning the war for some time now, well then the West is going to look that much more stupid and they're going to and they're going to lose a lot more as as apparently new statistics are coming out, almost 80% of Americans don't give two shits about Ukraine. One of the, uh, almost 80% of Americans, what's really on their minds is gas prices, inflation, and the ability to not feed their families, even if they don't have one, the ability to not feed their friends here in the coming next few years, ladies and gentlemen, and it's only going to get worse. 
it's only going to get worse, guys. So let's get to the speech of Putin saying that there he's going to strike the West if they continue to give long-range missiles to Ukraine. We already blew up the one missile depot that you had them at. Now, if you give them any more, we are going to strike the West. We are going to strike cities in the West, guys. Let's get to this now. This serious shit. For the first time in more than a month, Moscow's missiles targeted Kiev, shaking the Ukrainian capital's sense of security. Thick smoke streaked the sky long after the explosions, which left one person hospitalized. Russia's defense ministry says the strikes destroyed tanks and armored vehicles supplied by Ukraine's Eastern European allies, a claim denied by the country's rail network. The CEO of Ukrainian Railways said on Telegram, a rail car repair yard was hit, but no military equipment is stored there. He invited reporters to the facility to verify for themselves. Weeks of calm ended in the capital as Russian President Vladimir Putin warned the West against sending longer-range missiles to Ukraine. On state TV, he threatened to strike new targets if Ukraine got such weapons. The focus of Moscow's military might remained this weekend on the eastern city of Severodonetsk, the last pocket of Ukrainian resistance standing in the way of Russia from seizing the entire Luhansk region. In its latest intelligence update, the British Defense Ministry said Ukrainian counterattacks are likely blunting the operational momentum of Putin's forces in Severodonetsk, including separatist fighters who are poorly equipped and trained and lack heavy equipment in comparison to regular Russian units. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky described the battle for Severodonetsk as very difficult. He's lobbied hard for more advanced rocket systems to curb the advance of Russian troops on the eastern battlefields. While Russia's foreign minister accused Western nations of blocking peace talks between Kyiv and the Kremlin, Zelensky says, the fact Russia has not yet ordered an end to the fighting is a humiliation for the whole world. Karen Seolden, City News. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, and um, of course we have the the raw video of um, uh, pre uh, um, Russian President Vladimir Zelensky and his whole speech and uh, his whole speech and him saying that you know we're, we're I'm going to start targeting. Western uh, Western countries are targeting Western um, cities, possibly, if we continue to supply Ukraine with long-range missiles. So, Mr. Putin and uh, Mr. Zelensky are uh, going to decide on when to resume negotiations. Now... Obviously, I love how they're saying, "Oh, we're we're going to decide on when we when we want to start negotiating with each other." While we while we drive the entire world into a huge huge battle. While we drive the entire world into nuclear fallout. Now, um Emmanuel Macron, the uh, uh Frenchy Pussy's uh, Canadian uh, uh the Frenchy Pussy's president was criticized by Ukrainian officials because he said and he stated that you guys should not humiliate Mr. Putin. 
Now, that is the same as saying you guys shouldn't humiliate any world leader because when you humiliate world leaders, that type of thing has dire consequences. Obviously, dire consequences, especially with a country that we are in a proxy war with right now. And NATO will even admit to you right now that NATO is involved as it is in a proxy war with Russia. The only thing that's really, really stopping the all out war from escalating is public opinion. And they are sharply and sharply turning that into no, let's all go to war. So a lot of a lot of things are in the mix, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of things are coming out. A lot of things are escalating. You know, it's not. And, and, and I told you this was all going to happen too. We have to understand that NATO needs to be destroyed for a new for the for this world government to be put into place. They want to destroy NATO, and that's why you see Germany and Ukraine starting to be butt buddies once again. That's why you see. Russia and China gaining bounds and steps and leaps together because they are being told and they are being told that their military might will be the new war police and that's why you go out you you type in you type anything in when it has something to do with the Chinese military they're swarming Canada right now they're in Latin America right now touching down and I warned you guys about that a long time ago I told you guys that right now as I speak as I was uploading that the Taliban are training Latin America Latin Americans Latin American gangs how to become more better insurgents and they're telling them go and start the war in America go to America and start doing bombings what do you think is who do you think is supplying them with economic funds well that's the Chinese government they are supplying the Taliban right now in Latin America right freaking now to come here and start firebombing and bombing our schools and our police stations it's not a game anymore guys this is main, main, main mainstream news Mainstream new Canada Canadian military planes have stepped up reconnaissance and provocations against China under the pre uh, pretext of implementing UN Security Council resolutions, endangering China's national security and endangering the safety of frontline personnel on both sides. Wang Kun of China, right? Wang remarks came after. Hold on. Wang remarks came after Canada's la uh, last week accused the Chinese Air Force of harassing its pilots as they conducted patrols in international airspace near North Korea to monitor for UN sanctions violations. Because North Korea has just recently tested another ballistic missile, another nuclear tactical ballistic missile, and we're so. So behind um, the progression and what's really going on, but guys, I do have some. Um, I do have some information that I came across yesterday. Now I've read a little bit about it, guys, but we're gonna get uh, get to that here coming up in our third hour. Well, let's just say we, the American uh, military might, or should I say, the elite might. Because it's not really the American military that's going to have power into who controls this power. But let's just say Operation Looking Glass is looking more and more like we are going to be able to control time within itself. That is Operation Looking Glass, ladies and gentlemen. If you do not 
know what Operation Looking Glass is or Project Looking Glass is, I'd advise you to look it up. There's three different implementations of Operation Looking Glass. The first two are based around nuclear accessibility and nuclear devices that are capable of striking enemy territories. The third implementation will blow your mind all the way through. We're going to be getting uh, into that in the third hour, guys. But now, let's, uh, let's, let's try to stay focused and get to some more news. So has anyone wondered why Girl Scout cookies are not being sold or are a little harder to find last year and this year? Well, maybe that's because child labor and palm oil industries are tied to Girl Scout cookies. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The people of a uh, palm, uh, the people of a palm oil industry, are beating and enslaving children to make those Girl, uh, Girl Scout cookies, which in turn support Black Lives Matter and LGBT groups and stuff like that. And they're all about inequality, while they use child children as forced labor and they have actually been known to drop children in ditches because they die of over exhaustion yeah that's right so let's get into this ladies and gentlemen now um Olivia Chaffin, a Girl Scout in rural Tennessee, was a top cookie seller in her troop when she first heard rainforests were being destroyed to make way for ever-expanding palm oil plantations. One of those plantations, a constant away, 10-year-old Emma helped harvest the fruit that makes its way into a dazzling era of products sold by leading Western food and cosmetic brands. Did you hear what I said? I said leading Western food and cosmetic brands. What do we know about cosmetic, ladies and gentlemen? Well, if you didn't know uh, this, I'm about to hit you with some uh, knowledge real quick. So the cosmetic industry is kind of where we get our pharmaceutical industries. So back before World War um, II really, really got started, it was a cosmetic industry that were first creating mustard gas and other horrific scientifical means to kill people by mass mass extermination uh, extermination quantities it was cosmetic industries cosmetic brands that were deeply deeply embedded into what became NASA, what became the Third Reich and their scientific communities. It was actually a cosmetic industry that first had first involvement in Operation Gladio. All proven, all, all mainstream. Go look it up yourself. It's true. All true. Not a conspiracy theorist. I know it's fun to think this is all conspiracy theory and, you know, all this and that, but, you know, all true. Yeah. Look that shit up. So, some uh, um, getting back into this article, some never go to school or learn to read and write. Others die in ditchment camps, or others are smuggled across the border and left vulnerable to trafficking or sexual abuse in America. You want, you want me to re, uh, re, repeat what this said? I, I can repeat it, no problem. I'll, I'll read off this whole thing. So it makes, it makes, you know what I mean? It should make all the libtars feel all, all good inside, knowing that why they say my body, my choice, they're the ones that are supporting 
an oil industry, the same oil industry that they put all of their bodies because cosmetics and I want to look beautiful. Well, guess what? You're helping child trafficking. Ha! So let me reread this, guys. Some of these slaves that are run by these uh, by uh, run by some of the busy, biggest cosmetic industries and palm oil, the same palm oil that most women use to rub all over their bodies and all of this, uh, all of this and that. Well, guys, let me repeat this for you one more time. Some never go to school, and they're talking about the children. That the that the palm oil industry and major cosmetic brand industries such as Gucci and others, you know, Black Lives Matter and all this and that. Well, some of these children that they are exploiting and they are forced laboring and they are killing. Well, some of them never go to school. They never learn to read and write. And some of them end up in mass ditches or smuggled across borders and left vulnerable to trafficking or sexual abuse in America. Oh God, praise Joe Biden so much, so much. I wonder if any of these children that they're talking about are in those FEMA camps that Barack Obama built up back in 2008. And when he said the reason why he's building them up, well, it's because we want to make sure that all the domestic terrorists and all these Christians and gun owners and all of these, all of these freedom lovers have a right and have a home and they can all go to their new Uyghur style camp like what's going on in China. They can all go there and they can be reindoctrinated. And if they don't want to be reindoctrinated, well, then don't worry. We're just going to give you like four or five COVID-19 vaccinations. Wait till you get a little cold and you're dead. So. The AP used U.S. custom records and the most recently published data from producers, traders, and buyers to trace the fruits of their labor from the processing mills where palm kernels were crushed to the supply chains of many popular kids' cereal. Candies and ice cream sold by Nestle, Univalia, Kellogg's, PepsiCo, and many other leading food companies, including Ferrero and one of the two makers, Gucci and Girl Scout Cookies. Wow. Oh, okay. So this... Is not and by the way, guys, they're not they're not talking about this on mainstream and uh, mainstream establishment. They're not going to tell you that Kellogg's, PepsiCo, Gucci, Girl Scout cookies, Nestle, Unilever, they're all involved in deep child trafficking, deep mass extermination of children. These are the same companies that were supporting Black Lives Matter. These are the same companies that are pushing you to get rid of your freedoms. Do you not understand how contradictive they are? And if you think, oh, well, let's just get rid of, let's get rid of Kellogg's and PepsiCo. That will solve all of our, um, that will solve all of our um, problems. Let me inform you guys. It's the ideology that's why these uh, elite forces and that's why these secret societies have been able to operate for so long because it's the ideology of making sure that there's always a certain amount of king and kings and queens based all around the world because they are the only ones that have the right to rule over you and me. And what we need to do is inform ourselves and gather up enough knowledge to truly, truly grasp a full spectrum of what these global elites are doing to us. Because we have never seen, or at least, at least, and maybe we forgot, 
maybe we have seen seen something like this and we simply forgot what it really looked like because it was too painful. But what I am going to say, if we don't get hip to this shit, then we have no future. And I don't mean that in a euphemism as in, oh, well, you're just not going to be able to shoot guns. No, no. I mean, like, if you decide to have children, you're not going to have that right to have children anymore. If you decide to go outside and work out, you're not going to have that right to go outside and decide to work out. Free will is gone. That's the type of culture they're bringing to you. So child labor has uh, long been a dark stain on the 65 billion global palm oil industry. Though often denied or minimalized as kids simply helping their families on weekends or after school, it has been identified as a problem by rights group. The United Nations and the U.S. government has had little to no effect on making the global population aware of such of these industries using children for child trafficking. Now, when it comes to fields of fertilizers, pesticides, that are others banned in other countries, well, it turns out that these children are being used more and more. And they're actually being shipped from different parts of the country and being halted in in a certain part of other countries to be used for child traffic, uh, child traffic labor. And this is admitted by, I'm on a United Nations website right now, guys. This is unitednations.com for crying out loud. They're openly admitting that we have had little to no effect and actually we are helping children being moved from one part of the world to another where they're being put into these child trafficking organizations it put into these forced labor encampments. Now, AP found children working on plantations and corroborated, uh, and corroborated accounts of abuse whenever possible. By, by reviewing police reports and legal documents, reporters also interviewed more than 100 activists, teachers, union leaders, government officials, researchers, lawyers, and clergy, including some who helped victims of trafficking or sexual assault, ladies and gentlemen. So there you go, right? All of the information that the mainstream establishment is not really, really giving you because they know that the information that InfoWars and Subliminal Message Studios and Bandot Video and Flyover Conservatives and Project Veritas, Darren McBreen, The Brown Report, The Grease Report, Paul Joseph Watson, Alex Jones, especially David Icke. They know American Journal, War Room with Owen Short, all these guys. They know that if you start to listen to what's really, really going on out there, you're going to start making sense. And, 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 and what's worse, guys, is they don't want you to remember and you're going to start remembering. That's that's why that's why they want to shut Subliminal Message Studios down so bad, Bandai Video so bad, Infowars so bad. That's why that's why they want to shut down these influential podcasts and these alternative news channels because we actually focus and we tell you what's really going on in America and in the rest and in the rest of the world. So 
if it just so happens that we go into martial law and all of a sudden NATO troops and they all look Chinese are just suddenly there on our borders. They're suddenly just there. Well, that's because, like we like we stated so many times, we sent the alarm off last Friday and la uh, um, I'm sorry, I apologize la uh, just this last Saturday and told you guys about the V2OL unmanned aerial drones that were on the eight of China's biggest fleets and they made a cast they 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 told Taiwan we are we are we are while they are going through the Taiwanese straits we are going to the west and now reports of Canadian fighter jets that are getting uh, pushed down from Chinese fighter jets. Now reports of the Taliban getting economical funds from the Chinese government. And the Taliban are training training Latin, Amer uh, Latin American soldiers, Latin American gangs on how to become better insurgents. And they're telling them, go to the West. Go, fi uh, go firebomb police stations out in the West. All out of their mouths. This is AP. This is New York Post. This is Washington D.C. For or this is Washington Journal, and they're openly admitting it. And crime rates are skyrocketing right now in Omaha, Nebraska. And our legislators are continuing to fight about the most dumbest and the most redundant stuff none of it makes none of it matters guys if we are not discussing the great displacement right now and how the movement of people is actually being used to infiltrate and arbitrate different wars in different sectors and in other parts of the country and all around the globe then none of this matters because we need to start discussing what's really, really going on, ladies and gentlemen. So we're gonna we're gonna get right back, guys. I want to cover some of just some of the most recent mainstream mainstream establishment articles that are coming out about the Chinese government right now. I mean, we've already covered so much with Spain openly admitting that we're we're spraying the Spanish people with lethal chemtrails and this was done by the United Nations the United Nations are in control of wep the weaponization of the weather Hawaii just introduced a bill to knock from knock every one of their citizens door and force them for a gun search force them and if they deny any kind of guns they will be held as felonies they will be treated as felons and they will go to jail the Bilderberg group was just got done meeting telling some of our highest up American generals that the American military will no longer be operational around the world and that's why you see Chinese military jets sprung up all across the world right now all across the Pacific Ocean the Atlantic Ocean triggering a new type of proxy war and Japan they're openly stating maybe it wasn't a good idea to make friends with the West let's get as much weapons from them as possible and then we'll turn our backs on them when the time is right like I said ladies and gentlemen it's all part of the plan China and Japan have already made a deal over Taiwan Russia and Ukraine more than likely will start to see some type of give with these countries and then you're going to start to see oh well you know whose fault it really is is the West fault they're going to start blaming it on the United States just watch, watch for it guys you know what we'll be right back and then we're going to cover some more of this news 
on the Chinese military might that is taking control of the Earth skies right now, right in front of our freaking faces. They've been flying over our military bases all around the world, left and right. They've been doing that for some years, ladies and gentlemen. And this is all being done under the shade of sovereign, or uh, the all being done under the shade of keeping you safe and all this other crap. It's just all crap, ladies and gentlemen. More we'll right back. So far, globally, you are so far above the population and the consumption levels which can be supported by this planet that I know in one way or another it's going to come back down. So I don't hope to avoid that. Um, I hope that it can occur in a, a, a civil way. I, I, and I mean civil in a, in a special way. I, peaceful. Peace doesn't mean uh, that everybody's happy. But it means that conflict isn't solved through violence, through, through force, uh, but rather in other ways. And so uh, that's what I hope for, uh, that we can, I mean, the planet can support something like a billion people, maybe two billion, depending on how much liberty and how much material consumption you want to have. If you want more liberty and more consumption, you have to have fewer people. And of course, you can have more people. I mean, we can even have eight or nine billion, probably, if we have a very strong dictatorship, which is smart. That's, unfortunately, you never have smart dictatorships. They're always stupid. So, but if you had a smart dictatorship and a low standard of living, you can have a but, but we want to have freedom and we want to have a high sense. So we're going to have a billion people. And we're now at seven, so we have to get back down. I hope that this can be slow, relatively slow, and that it can be done in a way which is relatively equal, uh, you know, so that people share uh, the experience and they don't have a few rich, you know, try to force everybody else to, to deal with it. So those are my hopes. I mean, these are pretty pessimistic hopes, you know, but I mean, that's Club of Rome saying, saying, oh, well, we, if we had a smart dictatorship, right? Oh, well, but there's never been a dictator that's been smart. But if we do have a smart dictatorship, then we can control and rule the entire world. Like James Bond, like next, next level. That's not even James Bond next level shit. That's like, that's like, that's like game James Bond next level shit right there, man. So, the Chinese military is readily and showing just how involved or just how ready they are to take over the skies and the military might of this world. And we see it with them harassing planes out in Canada, them actually touching down on Canadian airspace just to refuel we see this now with um, Australia, uh, even on Australia, where they're having little scrimmages with Chinese Air Force jets and Chinese bombers. 
But in this in this situation, ladies and gentlemen, let me just cover one of the very minimal t- topics that's that's on. Uh, that, and this is mainstream too. But let me just cover one of them. China has accused Canadian military jets of stepping up reconnaissance and provocation or provocations against the country, with its foreign ministry warning Ottawa of potential severe consequences. The U.S. Security Council has never authorized any country to carry out military surveillance in the seas and airspace of other countries in the name of enforcing sanctions. Foreign Ministry Foreign Ministry spokesman Zhao Lun said the comments came after Canada last week accused China of harassing and patrolling aircraft during United Nations back flights to monitor North Korea sanctions and North Korean evasions. But if you don't know, if uh, let me give you. Uh, but if you don't know this, but the uh, Canada is under is under U- the United Kingdom law. Canada calls itself a democracy, but it's not really demo- uh, a democracy. It's more of um, a monarch, where the country claims to have uh, freedom, uh, freedom of um, rights, freedom of who gets elected, but the real say goes to the general. Of Canada, and that general answers to the United Kingdom. Now, with this, now with the Chinese running aerial maneuvers in Canada airspace, this is another video that um, that's just ca- came out, ladies and gentlemen, and it is it is of Defense Ministry Anita Arnoto that, um, and he is ex- and he is explaining to. The spokesperson, um, Mercedes Stephenson, and he's explaining to uh, him how the crown has no power in what happens if the Chinese decide to do these types of types of aerial invasions and how the United Kingdom has no power in to say what it's going to do with its own military, ladies and gentlemen. And the admission of it is astounding because he directly says the crown or the um, the, the crown has no power in what their military is going to do. Let's get to this now. So let me, I, Queen Victoria. let me replay that one more time so you can hear what he says. Uh, there's an encouragement. There's a longer-term view in how, we, how our society functions. And our system has evolved over the years, and evolved especially in 155 years or so since Confederation, and, and, and it will continue to evolve to meet particular times. But when young people ask me that question, I say, you know, if you look around the world and you want to identify seven or eight or nine countries that may not be perfect but really have well-functioning democracies, who would you have? I bet you'd have on that list Norway, Sweden, Denmark, the United Kingdom, Netherlands, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, 
let's come to those. They all have hereditary constitutional monarchies, and they work pretty well and have been able to work. You see that indoctrination real quick, and that's why I wanted to get back to that, guys. Um, and, and like I said, I'm going to replay that one clip for you um, for you again. When he says, uh, well, if you really look at it, if you didn't know that the monarch or the queen and the king, they don't have any say on how which laws get implemented and how they get implemented. They have no say in that because someone else does. But in his own in his own words. Oh, the best democracies are run by monarchs. The best democracies are run by dictatorships. Like the, the gaslighting is profound nowadays. And it is so sick because the youth are hearing this. The youth are hearing this and being convinced, oh, a king and queen, they're the ones that bring the most freedom. A monarch brings the most freedom. They're, he's not even mentioning the United States. You know, the same United States that beat their country's ass back in 1776 and will do it again, you freaking jackass. Australia, New Zealand, Canada, let's come to those. They all have hereditary constitutional monarchies. Monarchy, well see? And have been able to work pretty well. What did you think of the calls to apologize for its history with indigenous people in Canada and indigenous people in other colonies? Well, it's a very tricky business. I think it's been very important that there be apologies to what's happened on the residential schools and other things. But the crown, the queen, or the king, whoever happened to be in power at that time, uh, do not have the power. The power, at least in the last 150 years, has been our elected representatives as the head of government and the head of state, while well, signing things into law, etc., are not the ones that are actually the architects or the executioners of the particular policies. Uh, I guess Queen Victoria was not quite on the throne yet, but uh, when um, our residential school system came into being in 1870 or so, Queen Victoria didn't say there will be residential schools in Canada. Um, that was a decision by, by our governments, etc. And so... You hear that? That was a decision by our our governments, etc., etc., our higher up elites, etc. It had nothing to do with the people of Canada. It had nothing to do with the people of France. It had nothing to do with the, the people of that nation. It was because the higher elites said, "All right, well, we're going to start educating." You boys and girls, we're going to finally give you a school after we mangled and destroyed and impoverished your entire nation. Now, you see how that ass backward works where he says, oh, if you look all around the country, some of the most best democracies have run off a quote unquote monarch. And then the news and then the journalist or the news anchor or the interviewer goes on to say, oh, well, will the United Kingdom ever apologize for them destroying and impoverishing other countries? Will they ever apologize? Oh, well, if you really look at it, the, you, the, the kings and queens of that time have really no authority of when they should apologize. You know, that's really not up to them. That's more up to someone else. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but the best, the best democracies have been formed off of monarchs, completely gaslighting the shit. I mean, the crap out of the people of this world and then them convincing that a dictatorship or a monarch is way better than a republic an open free uh, open free society of the republic and open for free society of a democracy the gaslighting is going down so hard ladies and gentlemen and 
China's gas ignition in their jets are going even harder. So last week, the Canadian Armed Forces said interactions between Canadian and Chinese aircraft have become more frequent in recent times, accusing Chinese pilots of not adhering to international air safety norms, putting the safety of Canadian personnel at risk. This is CNN. Let's go to another one, ladies and gentlemen. M- uh, uh, this is Wall Street Journal. I apologize. Canadian military planes have stepped up reconnaissance and provocations against China under the pretext of implementing UN Security Council resolutions endangering China's national security and endangering the safety of frontline personnel on both sides. Wong Ken, this is Washington Journal. Here goes on another one. What will the war in Russia and Ukraine bring with China and the United States next. China has most China has most recently stepped up its war bombing strategies around the North Korean coast and around the Pacific Latin America coast. But but there is quote unquote but there is no cause for alarm. The Pentagon officials have most recently most recently Gave a statement. Uh, gave a statement to now negotiations uh, solutions to the conflict could be easily reached. However, with so many humanitarian uh, dysfunctions going on in these uh, different in these countries, there seems that a resolution will not be in order for some time. Wall Street Journal. This is New York Times. This is MSNBC. This is CNN, and this is all. And they're all saying the same freaking thing. Chinese fighter jets are being flown and found everywhere around North America, around Latin, South America. They're setting up bases. Most recently, eight of China's biggest eight vessel fleets with dozens of unmanned aerial drones are on the coast of Los Angeles right now. Not a word from CNN, not a word from the Pentagon, not a word from mainstream media on both sides. I've barely even heard Fox News talk about this, but it is happening right now. As a matter of fact, you can actually go on Google Earth right now and see the massive buildup of Chinese contain, uh, container shipments Container, uh, con- um, container shipments that are filled to the brim, and the people, uh, the Americans at the port that are operating our Los Angeles port, they are being told to leave these shipment containers that are all supposed, that are all from Shanghai, Beijing, all different parts of the chi- of the Chinese uh, of the Chinese land. All different parts of them, and they are being told to leave these shipping containers alone. And I'm talking massive amounts of Chinese-ran shipping containers that are being docked on Los, Los Angeles port that are being told, don't go anywhere. Now, of course, of course, the um, if you do research it, what they're saying is, well, that's because... The Chinese government is refusing to bring these shipping containers back because of COVID-19. And that is being echoed by our mainstream establishment saying that, well, it's probably best that we leave these shipping containers here because we don't want to spread the COVID-19 or however fast track that is being spread over out in China. We don't want to bring it here. But that does not answer to the simple reasoning of why you are telling the people at that port do not touch do not go through those shipping containers and this this the craziest thing guys is this is was was 
was in was in one of the war war games that the Chinese military went over and how they were going to use shipping containers to shield their unmanned aerial drones. They were going to use these shipping containers to put them at every major port on America and they were going to have unmanned unmanned aerial drones they were going to have unmanned uh, unmanned stations that could bring down uh you know uh, unmanned stations that could bring down planes helicopters um you know even sometimes ballistic missiles uh, apparently but apparently this was in their war games and right now Right now, Los Angeles is the only port that I, I actually see it with. I haven't checked with any other ports all uh, in our um, along our shores of America. But what I do know right now is Los the Los Angeles port is duped up, has buku amounts of Chinese shipping containers, and they are being sold. Do not mess with them. Do not open them. God knows what's in them at all, guys. So very, very hard-hitting stuff, you know what I mean? And this also was with the Bilderberg, Bilderberg Group openly stating and telling, at least this is what my sources are telling me, that they are telling the highest-ranked military generals in our military that you will seize all flights or you will step down, the American military will step down as the police of this world, and the Chinese military will now start conducting uh, conducting p- police searches of the world for crying out loud. I mean, just hard, hard-hitting, hard-hitting information. It's not just, and, and it goes even further than that. You know what I'm saying? Girl Scout cookies, they're being linked to child trafficking. What are they saying about it? Well, child trafficking is good, apparently. That's what the Girl Scout cookies are saying. Well, child trafficking is good. The Pentagon is pushing to supersize their budget. And we have... So much more to get to, ladies and gentlemen. And what I want to get to right now, what I want to get to right now is Operation Looking Glass, a project Looking Glass, which is the renovation of our military tactics and our military super uh, and our military missiles. But that is only the second, the first, and the second part of. Operation Looking Glass. The third part has everything to do with time warping and time stopping technology, ladies and gentlemen. So, ladies and gentlemen, before we can get into it, I want to play this short little video and it explains how I don't want to say the origins of Project Looking Glass started, but it explains the generality of how Operation Looking Glass began to the formality that it is right now. So let's go to this, um, and this is short, like, like not even a three-minute clip. This is what your so let's go to this. Like after- let's go to this clip. I apologize right now. Hello and welcome to History Pod. On the 3rd of February 1961, Operation Looking Glass began flying an airborne command post above the United States for 24 hours a day. As Cold War tensions between the USA and the USSR intensified at the start of the 1960s, the American military created an intricate failsafe system to coordinate its strategic and nuclear arsenal in case of a nuclear attack. While multiple facilities existed on the ground, 
looking glass provided an additional airborne node in case all these ground centers were somehow wiped out. The name looking glass was therefore chosen since the airborne fleet mirrored operations on the ground. Consisting of specially equipped aircraft, looking glass flew out of Ofer Air Force Base in Nebraska, the headquarters of the Strategic Air Command. From the moment the first aircraft took off on the 3rd of February 1961, a looking glass plane flew above the United States 24 hours a day for the next 29 years, except for a very brief interruption in March 1980. Each aircraft was crewed by one of seven operational teams, consisting of up to 20 skilled individuals known as the battle staff. In the event of a devastating nuclear attack that somehow wiped out all ground control centers, the Airborne Emergency Action Officer could assume full authority to coordinate a counterattack. This included the ability to direct bombs and launch intercontinental ballistic missiles using the radio-controlled airborne launch control system. This ability to retaliate was well known to the Soviets and consequently served as an additional deterrent to any potential attack. Although Looking Glass's continuous airborne alert was discontinued on the 24th of July 1990, the planes and their crews continued their 24-hour alert from the ground with the ability to take off at a moment's notice. A similar system continues to function today. So, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, just a, qu a quick quick little buddy from uh, one of, one of my... Um, one of my sponsors over at um, History Pod. Now, I'm trying to help him out a little bit. You know what I mean? He he does have a, a lot broader of an audience, but I'm trying to help him out and inform him on where to go and what information he really really needs to focus on. You know what I mean? So, uh, check check him out a little bit too. Now. To give you more information, and not just more information, to really, really give you what Operation Looking Glass was truthfully, truthfully about. And not only that, I want to get to on how Operation Looking Glass was really, and how it, I, I should say, how it began to form in to time warping the ability to stop time within itself or the ability to look back into past and see past events or into the future and see future events ladies and gentlemen so when project looking glass first began it wasn't just about them flying over um nuclear bombers or in an effort to track what is going on down at the bottom like i like they said if um america does go on a nuclear fallout they wanted a way of controlling things from up in the sky and down below but what it really turned into because they soon realized that there is no true way to do that so what other ways could they do that and this is when they get into project stargate so in 1975 the United States government, namely the CIA, first began their investigation into what what is known today as remote viewing or the ability to use your soul and travel 
throughout the world at very fast paces, by the way. Now, um, you may, uh, for those of you who may not be aware that um, tw about 20 years ago, uh, actually a little more than that, is about like 30 or 35 years ago, I should say, um, the United States government or the CIA was involved in to um, giving human beings uh, psychedelics so they could um, remove themselves from their body. The CIA was very, very much involved in telekinesis and all of those you know, um, conspiracy theories are all of those crazy things. What we are seeing on movies like movies like Carrie, you would have never thought that back in 1975 when that movie first came out, that was the indoctrination of them telling you this is the type of technology that we are gaining. This is the type of technology that we are in control of, or if not in control of right now, this is the type of technology that we want to be in control of, ladies and gentlemen. So, heavy, heavy, hard-hitting stuff. And not just heavy, hard-hitting stuff. Let me get back to this. So, getting back into um, the Stargate project, or Operation Stargate, and that led in to other um, other uh, other operations like Operation Looking Glass because some of these were discontinued kind of like what MK Ultra was and a lot of these are kind of done under the brand spectrum of MK Ultra ladies and gentlemen so the work of Harold Putoff PhD at SRI International joined with the work of others at the Cognitive Science Laboratory helped to supply the CIA with the framework of what was then known as Project Grill Frame. By 1978, America's first remote viewers were at work. It is rumored that the Cold War was responsible for the government's interest in remote viewing because Russia had spies not dissimilar to our remote viewers, meaning that the Russians were involved in this too. And this really, and, and if you guys really, really want to know, go go back even further than that. If you really want to know the gist of it, this really, guys, goes back to the Vatican priests who developed a type of technology that can look in the past and in the future. And it went even back before that with Nazi scientists claiming that we have created something that within itself has the ability to go back in time and in the future and sideways, left, right, up, Back at everything, ladies and gentlemen. Now, now, real quick, what am I talking about? I'm talking about the DeGlock. And I wanna, I, I'm going to get to this. I'm going to finish this before I get back into Project Stargate. Because, like I said, if we look back in history, we start to see how these technologies have been formed. And that allows us to get a lot better grasp on what we are really facing, ladies and gentlemen. So this started, this, this really, really started back with DeGlock. It was allegedly an experiment carried out by the Third, uh, Third Reich scientists working for the uh, SS in a general and German facility known as De Rice, the giant, near uh, the Wuschikloss mine and close to the Zeich border, uh, border. It was given the priority classification um, Kriegsteigschicksing, the highest known category of secrecy and finding priority known in the Third Reich. No other known project had this high of classification. The Glock is described as being a device made out of a hard, heavy metal, approximately 2.7 metrics. That's about 9 feet. 
on um, a nine feet wide and 3.7 to 4.6 metrics, 12 foot and 15 foot high, having a shape similar to the, that of a large bell. According to an interview by Polish author Igor Witskowski by Cook, this device ostensibly contained two counter-rotating cylinders, which would be filled with a mercury-like substance, violet in color. This metallic liquid was codenamed Exurum 525 and was stored in a tall, thin thermos flask and a meter-high encased in lead. Additionally, substance uh, said to be employed in the experiments referred to as the metal, uh, light, uh, like the metal, which is light metal. Including thorium and barium peroxides, the device required very large amounts of electricity fed via thick cabling from the nearby power plant. Now, within the zone, crystals could form in animal tissue, blood would gel and separate while plants would decompose into a grease-like substance. Where, uh, Witkowski also said that five of the seven original scientists working on the project died in the course of the test. The Nazi bell was initially housed in a basement beneath the Charity Hospital in Berlin, and thus the project was known as Charity and Nagleo. In November 1943, the bell was moved to an underground laboratory beneath Gandura Airfield on the western outskirts of Breslau, now known as the Polish city, Polish city of Wroclaw. In November 1944, the bell was moved to Furenstein mine. I apologize. Every single day, guys, you know, that's, that's the escalation I see. Every single day, police are flying by, man, you know. The whole world's going to shit, and we're just not acknowledging that history is repeating itself and that there is a global elite and secret societies that control the narrative by double tongue. They control the narrative by economic enslavement and artificial starvation. That's what we're really, really getting down to right now. Now, in November of 1943, the bell was moved to an underground uh, laboratory beneath Gundale Airfield. In 1944, the bell was moved to Fernstein Cast in Burgerland, Australia. Or Austria, I apologize. Now, in December of 1944, it was moved inside the abandoned Wenklas mine, some 3.3 kilometers of southeast of the main complex of Soklaku Underground Works of Project Arise. Project Rise. Now, um, the hinge may have once served as a test rig for an experiment, anti-gravity propulsion generated from the Glock and time warping ability now in the end uh, SS runs special evacuation commando team evacuated the bell and its supporting documentation prior to the Russians overrunning the facility the research team of scientists was less fortunate they were taken out and shot by the SS between April 28th and May 4th 1945 records show that there were 62 of them Many of them Germans. There were no survivors, but then that's hardly surprisingly. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is the tip of you know what. No, I'm I'm just kidding. No, that is that is the tip of the spear when it comes to time traveling, time warping ability, technologies that melt atoms down into a pus. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the type of technology that they are introducing and they have been introduced to whether or not they have obtained this knowledge through interdimensional beings. I want you to know 
how this technology has come to what it is now. So you cannot get convinced, oh, well, this technology, it's so new. We've never heard of it. Bull crap. You've, we've never heard of it. This is technology that we saw back in World War II, and they have continued to work on this type of technology, ladies and gentlemen. But now let's get back into Project Stargate, which is first started in 1975, more than likely started before that when the United States government, namely the CIA, was investigating and um, researching telekinesis, remote viewing, a subconscious mind reading, which gives you the ability to uh, to universal uh, universal um, information, which inadvertently is remote viewing or the out of body uh, out of body experience, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and the science scientists have developed a method. You know what I mean? They've developed methods that um, where to where they can actually prove that this is scientifically. Communical. Now, Stargate is one of the many names given to the Army's classified clans of remote viewers. The project was hidden deeply within the government for close to two decades. The work of Harold Pudoff, Ph.D., at SRI International Journal with the work of others at the Cognitive Science Laboratory helped to supply the CIA with the framework of what was then known as Project Grillframe. Now, by 1978, America's first remote viewers were at work. Like I said, um, the Russians were at work with the same type of technology. And that is because the Nazis, the Third Reich, they branched themselves into Russia, into the United States, into Argentina especially. That's why still to this day you can go to Argentina and there's multiple different villages and almost big cities in Argentina. They're all white. No colored people are allowed in these cities slash towns, by the way. But don't worry. Don't worry. We're not going to talk about them. We're just going to claim Russia is the new Nazis, right? We're not going to actually educate ourselves. Now, remote viewing, uh, according to the CIA, gives the viewer knowledge of a thing, situation, or environment, sometimes at uncanny distances. There have been cases where viewers can view not only the past, but the future as well. They view what is called their target without having any idea what the target is when they begin. Usually, they are given a set of numbers from which they have been known to extract anything from smell, sound, shapes, and emotions about or around the target site. Now, it is debated to some whether the government still harbors a set of remote viewers behind the cloaked walls. The original viewers verify that the project were involved and has been shut down ladies and gentlemen now some of these remote viewers were some of the same people that we've actually seen on tv you know the guy that bended the spoon well actually it turns out now that he was actually a part of project stargate ladies and gentlemen and right now we're seeing the same methods where we're seeing some of these um you know these uh Magicians, well, they're part of this, uh, you know, um, a new form of Operation Looking Glass. So we're about ready to get into that. But I'm trying to set a foundation down so you can see that this technology isn't just something new. This technology has been operating and been continued to be work on, worked on ever since the beginning of World War II. 
Now, whether or not was it ongoing before that, that's where the, you know what I mean? You can't really find any for any information on telekinesis before that. Now you I, I you know I shouldn't say that. You can you can find information, but it doesn't come to a hold like what we see in the Third Reich and what we're seeing in Russia and America even till this day. So Remote viewing is a relatively young method with a history that is still being composed. A viewer could spend a lifetime setting and practicing RV without even reaching his full potential. For this reason, most abilities by the CIA have been redacted and remote viewing is supposedly was supposedly left and shut down. Now the signed witness uh, the assigned witness program has originally a way to begin using CRV students in a real-world situations. Now, I've been working many cases for police departments, and it provided a golden opportunity to begin using those students who showed proficiency in missing children cases. <clears throat> Meaning the FBI is actually now trying to looking into remote viewers and using them into child trafficking cases. But get this, guys, according to the NSA and the FBI, they are redacting and they are not providing any remote viewers to be held with police departments. Meaning they are not allowing any um, people that are signing or people that are openly um, wanting to work with the police, the FBI and the CIA are, are openly openly discouraging those people from ever working with police departments when it comes to remote viewing if anything like in their what their own words are saying they are actually recruiting these people that are starting to work with the police and they're recruiting them away from the police sticking with the cia or federal government agency of some type ladies and gentlemen so like i said this is it goes further and into Project Stargate, where the federal government, mostly the CIA, was involved in remote viewing, telekinesis, and all of that Carrie freaky shit. And if you haven't seen the movie Carrie, well, then watching that movie now, with the information that we have now, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to rewatch Carrie and then think to yourself, oh shit, this is the type of technology that the CIA and deep parts like from the Majestic 12 and deep parts of other operations the military industrial complex is what it really really is This that was the type of technology that they were in the middle of learning about and they are putting it on Hollywood so they can acclimate the generation right there and then acclimate the generation upon generation into believing that if you do seem some type of form of telekinesis, you need to immediately think it's something evil and it's dementing and it is in its own right. Don't get me wrong. But you see how they present that brainwashing to you. For crying out loud, they were working on this, working on this Stargate information, Project Stargate, and the Nazis were working on time travel and time warping back in the 1940s, in the 1950s. Killed every single scientist, apparently 63 of them, so that the real information could never get out. Only a bare minimum of survivors were left alive out of the Glock experiment. And now we're moving on to Stargate, where the CIA has upped its gang into telekinesis, into mind manipulation and mind control through subconscious reading, through remote viewing, the ability to see what's going on in another part of country without really having to leave your house by 
latching on to your subconscious mind and it is within your subconscious mind that the real truth exists and that truth is simply this the the mind of man will never create and will never have a problem that we are don't already have the real answer to meaning every single problem that we are facing right now we already have the answers we already have the solutions on how to fix those problems it is nothing but men and women being so blocked by the devil we are unable to truly evolve into what we are really really meant to be free and independent Now, ladies and gentlemen, getting into Project Stargate, uh, or I'm sorry, Project Looking Glass, where after that video you watched, what we do know is the first and second the first and second implementation of Project Looking Glass was. The revolutionizing of our military tactical um, weapons and the ability to control what goes on in the sky and what goes on underneath. If uh, America was ever um, devastated by nuclear fallout, we wanted a way to control our skies and have it be controlled from a nuclear fallout base of some time. And the third implementation of that was time bending ability reversing time meaning the ability to if we do get nuked we can simply reverse the time and stop it i'm guessing i don't i don't know guys but let's get into the first and the second implementations of project looking glass and we have a few segments on it guys of course a few videos to go over when it comes to project looking glass because you'd be surprised on how deeply um, Nebraska is when it comes to Project Looking Glass within itself. And that makes perfect, absolutely perfect sense for Nebraska to be involved in Project Looking Glass <clears throat> the way it is. Because after all, is it not, is Nebraska not the one state where the president will come to if nuclear falls, if nuclear falls, nuclear um, tactical uh, arm heads do go shebang all across the world? Well, the president and, and some of the uh, highest generals are going to come to, uh, to Nebraska. And that is exactly where you would want to have Project Looking Glass at. Because they would have to strike the outer shell of America, so to speak, right? Our beaches, our frontal shores, the outer the outer shell, you know what I mean? But if we can control the inner, and if we can rewind time before that nuclear uh, that nuclear attack happens again, then we can stop it. And now, guys, I know this sounds completely crazy. I know this sounds very wild. I know I know what this sounds like, ladies and gentlemen. But this is all documented. This is exactly what the CIA and the FBI will 
openly have on their page. All this information I am getting, uh, getting, and this is on the Pentagon's, uh, Pentagon's webpage of Project Stargate, Project Looking Glass, and the Glock. Of course, a lot of information I found on the Pentagon and the U.S. National Archives when it came to the Glock was actually redacted, and that scared the shit out of me because that also lets me know that there's a lot of information within Project the Glock that was operated by the Third Reich. There's a lot more information that the government is still very worried of telling the American people what exactly were they doing with that technology. So a lot of a lot of I mean, you know, guys, what can I say? So let's uh, let's just jump right into it. You know what I mean? Let's get right into Operation Looking Glass. Like I said, we're going to cover the first and second parts of Operation Looking Glass. And in, in, in their own admission, they will tell you there is three parts of Operation Looking Glass. And they only tell you the first and the second part. It's it's out of this world, ladies and gentlemen. It is out of this world. So, ladies and gentlemen, like I was like I just got done stating, and I'm going to we're going to get into the first part of first and second part of Operation Looking Glass. So the first part, ladies and gentlemen, and there's a couple, like there's a few videos I want to get to. Um, one is via black and white video of George Van Tessel. And he is the first one that came out with Operation Looking Glass. And this is back in 19, he says the technology first came about in 1953. Almost as if there was a time warp in between after the Third Reich fell and a few years after that, where weird indigenous weird indigenous planes were just showing up at American airports, and there's other, and it's not just the one, um, uh, it's not just this one report that George Van Tessel speaks of. I've went on Google and I've actually, through the years of 1952 and 1968, there were not only dozens but almost 83. Unmanned, unmanned aerial aircraft that touched down on military bases and was completely scratched from history. Touched down on military bases and then flew away short after. And technology, uh, different forms of technology, come soon after that. Now, I, I like I, I can't prove any of this other than the research I'm I'm seeing for myself. Obviously, I wasn't even born back then, so it's not like I. Um, could have went back then and saw it for myself. However, the the information, because information is key, knowledge is power. The information is always pointing towards whenever an unidentifiable aircraft touches down on one of our military bases, a few years after that, there's new forms of technology. There's new forms of, uh, of, of fighter jets that we have. Just crazy, crazy, crazy shit. So let's get into the first first part of Operation Looking Glass, ladies and gentlemen, or at least that's what um, they're saying. Let's get into this. So the first part 
So the first part of Operation Looking Glass actually goes into MAD, which is the Mutual Assured Destruction of the World. This is basically what the United States put into an effort so no other countries would use nuclear walls, because uh, nuclear um, tactic. Crying out loud, I'm sorry. Use nuclear weapons against their neighbor because there is always a, a plane going over America's skies and other parts of the continents armed to the teeth with nuclear weapons. So, February 3rd, 1961. The United States launched Operation Looking Glass in a bid to ensure that the strategy of military-assured destruction could never be interrupted. The operation put a plane in the sky that was integrated with the nuclear command on the ground. This would ensure that even if the United entire U.S. command was destroyed in a nuclear attack, the airborne crew would be able to coordinate a retaliation strike. From this day forward, there was a looking glass plane circling in a secret flight path over the United States for 29 continuous years and is still ready to take flight at a moment's notice today. First part of Operation Looking Glass was they set up MAD, the Mutual Destruction, the Mutual Assured Destruction Bill, which, like I said, and I stated before, I'm sorry if I get my um, uh, words uh, mixed up, that simply states that they are going to put a plane in the sky for 29 years, and if anyone uses nuclear weapons, we will destroy the entire planet, basically. I don't know how else to say that one, but that's basically what it's stating. First part of Operation Glass, setting up MAD, Mutual Assured Destruction. Now, the second part of setting up um the setting up of the in their own words the second ex, the second experiment or the second project into operation looking glass was ensured that the airborne command would be able to remotely fire the icbms they were still operational give orders to the planes on the ground and send secure communications to the submarines this made sure that all three phases of the nuclear program could still operate in the event of the nuclear attack so all three phases ladies and gentlemen like i said in their own admission they say there are three phases to Operation Looking Glass. The first part was to fly a plane for 29 years, and, and we're still doing it, by the way. Fly a plane around, the, um, Amer around America for 29 years, not touching down once. Assuring that anyone starts the shit, we will finish it. The second part was to always keep in communication with united armed forces even if our uh, military completely got nuked it was a way for us to constantly keep in communication with um another form of governance in the united states and they were given and they would be given the ability for retaliation meaning they would be given the ability to launch nukes back that is the second phase of Operation Looking Glass, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to go to a quick break, and then we are going to get back, or we're going to get into the third phase of Operation Looking Glass, ladies and gentlemen. And the third phase makes, and, and, and honestly, it honestly kind of, it makes sense to me. I don't know how I'm going to say that. It makes sense to me of why the third phase is 
time warping technology or the ability to stop time within itself. That is the third phase in their own uh, in their own admission. And like I said, in their own admission, they say there are three phases to Operation Looking Glass. They give you the first, they give you the second, and the third phase is not is is redacted. Now I have the documents right here. I have them. I pulled them off of the Pentagon's own website. So you can hear that shit. Okay, I have them. Most of it is completely redacted. The one part of it that is not redacted is when it says time warping ability. Now, I've had to uh, go in and do my own uh, information and my own digging within myself from federal uh, federal websites, of course, because after all, a lot of the times the elite class and the secret societies, they're so arrogant that they just openly admit a lot of this stuff, even if it's not even if it's not on Supreme Court papers or on confidential, um, you know, uh, secret papers or whatever. They go out and openly admit it. They had their scientists openly admit it. They admitted it. Actually, George Van Tessel admitted it in 1953 of what Operation Looking Glass, uh, Looking Glass or Project Looking Glass actually was about. So let's get in. Like I said, we're, we'll be right back. We're going to go into a quick little break real quick. And then we are going to get into the third phase of Project Looking Glass, ladies and gentlemen. This is Subliminal Message Studios. I am your host, Leonardo, or what a lot of people are starting to call me is Leo the Lion. I don't really give a shit what you call me. Get this information out everywhere. Please follow me right here on Anchor and Spotify. If not, go follow me on Rumble, Twitter, and Instagram, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of crazy stuff and a lot of things that the mainstream media is not really giving to the American people because they know if the American people wake up, there is no such thing as a grace displacement. There is no such thing as the great reset. All of their plans fall apart and all we have to do is wake up and start admitting the truth, start admitting that we are under attack and then start getting resolutions and start formulating solutions to conquer their evil that they bestowed on this world, ladies and gentlemen. So let's be right back. It's not some science fantasy effect from 2001. This electronic display emanating from Australia's largest computer is a picture of the condition past, present, and future of planet Earth. The program was originally devised by a scientist working from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, Jay Forrester. It was developed under the auspices of the Club of Rome by an MIT research team to present a complex model of the world and what we humans are doing to it. The program called World One doesn't pretend to be a precise forecast. What it does for the first time in man's history on the planet is to look at the world as one system. It shows that Earth cannot sustain present population and industrial growth for much more than a few decades. It shows that simply cleaning up our car exhausts and making some small effort to limit our families simply isn't enough. It's like an electronic guided tour of our global behavior since 1900 and where that behavior will lead us. Well, this is the printed version of what we've just seen on the television screen. What looks at first to be just a maze of computer characteristics is really a system of very simple graphs which project what's going to happen to the planet over the next 150 years if we don't do something drastic to stop it. 
down the left-hand side of the graph is the date, 1900, 1940, 1980, 2020, right down to 2060. Now, each of these lines of, of, of letters represents a curve showing some aspect of the condition of the planet. The further up this way they go, the greater that figure is, the further this way, uh, the less. For example, P represents population. So here it is at 1900, and then it comes up to 1940, it starts to take off. Here we are at 1980, up to the turn of the century, and then it starts to peter off. Let's now have a look at this next curve, the Q curve, which is the quality of life. And this is represented by, for example, the amount of space people have, the uh, amount of money they have to spend, the amount of food they have to eat. Now, it increases rapidly up to 1940, but from 1940 on, the quality of life diminishes. Here we are about the turn of the century, and we come up to the year 2020, and it's really come right back. More people, of course, means that you start to chew up your supply of natural resources. And this is this curve here, the end curve, that shows that slowly but steadily, the pool of natural wealth in the world, natural resources, minerals, oil, and so on, is slowly but steadily diminishing. So this is the situation. As population increases, the quality of life decreases, and the supply of natural resources decreases. But have a look at this curve here. This is called the Z curve, and it represents pollution. Now, predictably enough, as the population increases up to 1980, pollution increases. There's more rubbish. But from 1980 to the year 2020, pollution really takes off. This is assuming, of course, that we don't do anything about it. So the year 2020, the condition of the planet be starts to become highly critical. And if we don't do anything about it, this is what's going to happen. The quality of life is going to go right back to practically zero. Pollution is going to become so serious, right out here, that it will start to kill people. So the population will diminish. Right back here, less than it was in the year 1900. And at this stage, around about the year 2040-2050, civilized life as we know it on this planet will cease to exist. Well, hopefully, of course, it won't be allowed to happen. But it's taken this kind of shock treatment to nudge governments into doing something, and slowly we are. We're starting to clean up our atmosphere. We're starting to recycle our rubbish. We're doing something positive about population control. But so far, our efforts have really been just a drop in the ocean. The Club of Rome comprises some 70 men of widely varying backgrounds. But their common concern is that the world problems cannot be solved by individual nations. I spoke with Professor Hugo Tiemann, director of the Patel Institute Geneva, Dr. Aurelio Pache, founder of the club, and Dr. Alexander King, director of the World Bank and the United Nations OECD. Dr. King, now you're describing the world as a closed system where all these things are interrelated, and yet the government, the control of the system is by individual nation states. Now, how do you convince them to cooperate? The sovereignty of these nations is no longer as absolute as it was. The gradual diminishing, whittling away of sovereignty, little bit by little bit. Uh, especially it was in the smaller countries, where it's more obvious. But the bigger countries have to do a good deal of this by agreeing with them to international arrangements for uh, the loss of seeds, or for the limits of fishing, or for control of, uh, of the wavelengths and radio and 101 other things. But uh, especially in the 
technological field, I think this is going to be increasingly so for better development next year. I was at an important meeting in Washington a couple of weeks ago, and Peterson, the former Secretary of Commerce, was saying the same thing from an economic point of view. That the general world economic situation, interdependence of countries on their food and fuels and so on, is leading to an interdependence which has seeds of draining away of sovereignty within it. So I don't think one can envisage an idealistic of jumping to a world federalism or anything of that sort. But the building up probably in the next uh, decade in a number of uh, particularly sensitive fields like energy, raw materials, uh, the use of the oceans, space and so on, of a number of uh, what people are tending to call regimes, which will not be ordinary United Nations type of organizations, but semi-management organizations. There will be a great deal of consent in them. Dr. Bacheve views the European common market as an elementary example of the kind of regional cooperative which is going to be necessary. What responsibilities does he see for Australia? You are in a splendid position. What should we do? Uh, you, you have uh, uh, food, energy, space. Uh, 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 you are distant from, from other sectors. So you can, uh, uh, for a longer time, uh, feel uh, rather more independent than interdependent. Uh, but things of the world are going so fast. In fact, I think that the, in, in light of the leadership in Australia, you see down the road that Australia will have to lose uh, some of its uh, uh, own uh, 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 self-decisions uh, in order to acquire something else uh, which uh, may be uh, purely uh, politically in their wide sense, or maybe also security. The Club of Rome is reluctant to point the finger at any one nation. Yet clearly, nations like the United States, which consumes approximately 60% of the world's resources, will, in the club's view, have to accept a severe cutback in its voracious appetite. But the club's utterances are cloaked in a velvet democracy, in the hope that their facts will gently persuade. We will ask who is making the decision, and whether the decision-makers of today when they perceive the problems, what kind of problems, and the interactions of the problems. That's a very pragmatic approach. Has the time come, Dr. King, when we're going to have to say we can no longer entrust our resources and, uh, and the exploitation of those resources to private enterprise? Has the time come when governments will simply have to take more control? Simple nationalization of things like that wouldn't help at all, because we've got to keep an incentive approach. And many of the good aspects of private enterprise are very necessary here, but not in the old exploitative way where the market forces dominate the whole situation. Dr. Pichai, can you tell me what my lifestyle will be in a hundred years' time? What sort of car I'll drive, what sort of house I'll live in, uh, what sort of food I'll be eating? Probably you will uh, 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 have a smaller car. You will use more uh, common transport means. Uh, you will work uh, many uh, uh, far less hours. Uh, you will have a wider culture, uh, <laughs> cultural possibilities better today. Uh, you will not be so much pressed by 
uh, immediate needs because through technology, organization of the market, uh, the basic needs will be taken care of. Uh, and I think that uh, you will love nature and continue then what uh, I think you are doing now uh, to protect uh, our environment, uh, to avoid this uh, uh, man-made world uh, where uh, the, the creatures uh, of nature, the, the, the animals, the plants, uh, the green spaces, the wilderness, uh, 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 appear. To the Club of Rome, the status symbol of the year 2000 will be the inverse of today's. Prestige will stem from low consumption. The personal consumption will have to be less is plain enough, but for that privation to be seen as prestigious would seem to indicate some radical rethinking, at least for the fat cats of the planet. 1973, Club of Rome. Computer predicts the end of civilization. Literally, it's like a time chart for what's going on right now. And that's, and, and you know why they were so on point, ladies and gentlemen? Because they were the ones that were causing it. <laughs> you know, they're the ones that were directly causing it. And you can see that in their own words. You know, it's, it's not about us, like, you know what I mean? You never heard anything from them from them about not having children, not driving around cars, not, you know what I mean, going on planes like they were doing to get to that actual meeting, you know what I mean, flying around on a private jet and stuff like that. But you could literally tell that everything that they were saying was all geared towards us. This has been a long, long time coming. This New World Order, this has been thought of, man, and this has been a long time coming. And this is very biblical. And just because the devil wins in the end, that does not mean we should sit down and take it. We need to inform on who uh, inform the public and who really controls this world, and it is the devil interdimensional beings whatever they want to call them that is the devil and its, and its minions and his uh, demons and simply ways of ultimate control and you get ultimate control when you get the self-sacrification by that other person meaning that other person gives away their free will an effort either for safety, securement, and all of these three-letter words that do not mean anything when it comes to your soul or being a better person. You know, what does living safe all the time have to do with being a better person? You know, you're not, you're not helping anyone out by living a world in a bubble or constantly worried about being safe, ladies and gentlemen. But... As stated before, I ended the last broadcast, guys. Let's get into Project Looking Glass because that is something we need to we need to and we need to inform people about Project Looking Glass too. Because if these guys are thinking about having everything blown up and then fast forwarding the future for so no one like no one remembers it I, I don't know but what i do know is when it comes to time warping and time travel and all that shit like that you could distort a nuclear bomb within a heartbeat You'd probably kill millions and millions and millions and billions of people without them even knowing too all of it's on the table 
So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to like like stated before, and the reason why I wanted to get into the the Glock that was uh, apparently um, a time shifting, time warping Nazi bell that the Nazi scientists made under the most secretivist priority by the Third Reich, and that's what the I mean. It was given the most secretive priority in the Third Reich, and all the scientists were killed. And that's where this technology is, is is literally coming from. And what really, really, really got Project Looking Glass its start, ladies and gentlemen, was the coronavirus, the uh, the the coronavirus visor, the coronavisor. Jesus, let me learn how to speak. That's the Vatican's mysterious time travel device. Um, what, but what it really, really was was. Um, a set of binoculars, if you will. I mean, it didn't look anything like binoculars, but it was more or less a camera that a person could look into. And they were apparently the story goes is, and I'm about to explain the gist of it. Um, but the story goes is they were able to flash pictures of past events. One past event apparently uh, was Jesus Christ being hung, and apparently the priest got a picture and actually brought it back though he never fully fully showed it or disclosed it to anybody or at least publicly to anybody so many people regard H.G. Wells as a genius for inventing the idea of the time machine in his novel The Time Machine however H.G. Wells was a highly informed Illuminatius within himself, and he had a lot of. Um, and he actually opened the mace. He he openly admitted it. He openly admitted that he was a thirty-four degree, uh, thirty thirty-first degree um, Freemasonry, but also came to conclude that he believed in the Illuminati that were being hunted in France at that time. That's why he came to the New World. So, getting into the. Chrono visor, ladies and gentlemen, which is like I said, that's more or less when Project Looking Glass really, 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 really took off. So Brune, who learned of the device in the early 1960s, swears the Chrono virus exists. A day after he met scientist priest Father Pellegrino Ernita for the first time, the two were sailing along the Grand Canal of Venus discussing biblical interpretations when Ernidi explained that theories and interpretations were unnecessary when one could see the truth for himself. He explained to Bruno how the coronavirus functioned, allowing the viewer to, to both see and hear events of the past and the future. <clears throat> now, his full account is included in the Bruno's book. And it was first mentioned in the Chronovisor in 1972, the Chronovisor article, that is, in 1972. Belonging to the Vatican, the Chronovisor time machine is heralded as one of the papacy's best-kept secrets. The device is said to be replete with three precious allures, cathodes and dials, levers, and that it has the ability to display Mahadric historic events in biblical and the Romanist history. I apologize. Um, let me let me restate that. Um, the chronovisor has precious alloys, cathodes, dials, levers, and that has the ability to display 
Mahedric historic events in biblical and in Roman history, acting as a sort of television. The chronovisor has even supposedly verified the existence of Jesus Christ and the broadcast his crucifixion. Now, the chronovisor time machine is claimed to have been invented in the 1950s by a dedicated and a secret team of Italian scientists, including scientists, including uh, physicists Ernuco Firma and uh, Pellegrino Ernita. Critics may take credibility issues with the fact that Ernita eventually became a priest. That honestly makes perfect sense of uh, Arnita becoming a priest shortly after he finds out, holy shit, the devil is real. I better start to believe in God. That that doesn't make sense. However, um, when this publication first came out, the mainstream media made it a point to go after the priest and his switching over to become a priest. They went. They made it a point to try to discredit the even uh, chronovisor because the Vatican was actually paying uh, is deeply embedded with the CIA as the Vatican was and still is at that time. They were paying mainstream media to run smear campaigns against Pellegrino, Arnita, and Enrico uh, Fermia for very good reasons, too. And they shut them up. They never killed them, but they definitely shut them up. And they made sure this technology was a secret because this technology turned into what is known and what is the third phase of Project Looking Glass. However, ladies and gentlemen, let me finish on the technology just like I did with the DeGlock and how this technology is nothing but old technology that they've been constantly revising and experimenting on. And they put it in Hollywood to make you believe it's not real or to give you a different desensitization and a different way of thinking of if this is true this is what I need to look out for however truth is a lot scarier than storytelling or fiction so once again ladies and gentlemen the chronovisor time machine is claimed to have been invented in the 1950s and you actually see how some of these timelines do indeed match up with the Glock being going missing the chronovisor being invented and then soon after, Operation Looking Glass and creating the ability to time warp and time travel. Now, the Chronovisor time machine is claimed to have been invented in the 1950s by a dedicated and a secret team of Italian scientists, including physicists Ernico Firma and Pellegrino Erniti. Critics may take credibility issues with the fact that Ernita eventually became a priest. However, Ernico Feynman's reputation is nothing to scoff at. He was awarded for the Nobel Prize in Physics in 1938. Did you hear what I said? And what do we know about the Vatican uh, Nazi rat tunnels that was um, going on during the war and after the war, by the way? Now, that uh, Nobel Prize was in 1938 for his demonstrations of the existence of new radioactive elements produced by neutron irradiation and for his related uh, uh, related discuss uh, related related discuss discovery of nuclear reactions brought about by slow neutrons 
Now, the chronovisor may have represented another link between the Nazis and the Vatican, who maintained close ties during the war. It therefore wouldn't be shocking if the chronovisor technology had been shared between the two entities. Evidence of the chronovisor is as um, flimsy as far as scientific standards go. Comprom uh, comprised of dubious photographs, including a chronovisor photo of Jesus on the cross. Now, ladies and gentlemen, um, if you look this up, and you'll probably see the picture of Jesus on the cross. This was a CIA effort to discredit the chronovisor because, like I said, the scientists that went public about it did not know they were not supposed to go public about it. They were simply having a general conversation with a few of their other scientific colleagues when a journalist was there that was another friend of them and talked about it on broadcast and actually interviewed them. Shortly after, they redacted their statements and said the chronovisor Pfizer is not real. And it is simply, uh, um, it was simply made up and it does not actually have the technology and what the media is saying it has. Total and other, and total and utter bullshit if you look at the escalation in the scientific fields and the stuff that came after the chrono visor. And we're about ready to get into that is the main is honestly the main things that we're really, really talking about on this broadcast, because while the threat of nuclear war goes out, you really get to wonder why the Pentagon and why the American military is told that if they nuke us, stand down. If anything happens to us, stand down. Like, what do they have up their sleeve? Why are we so confident in the thinking that? If nuclear fallout does happen, we're not going to do anything. Maybe that's because they do want to kill billions and billions of people. Or maybe that's because we have this type of technology and we full well know it does not matter if they decide to press nuke. We can simply control and time warp the missiles completely out of existence for crying out loud and it does not matter and then that gets into operation blue beam then projecting you know um gods in india and gods and christian gods in america just a whole other crazy stuff but let's focus on subjects so ernita also claimed to have seen the roman peota quintus aeninus lost play Thiasis, and there transcribed its scenes for the public. Doubt has always been cast upon this transcript with Preston University professor Catherine Eldridge explanation that the version Ernita produced is not only too short, but it also contains Latin words that wouldn't have been used until 200 years after Ernest's time. Well, actually, you know, um, uh, it's funny about this just real quick, guys. I know I keep on stopping the information, but I do want to include. Now we are actually finding out that those Latin that Latin language was used in um, two hundred years, supposedly two hundred years after um, the Aeneas's time. So now that we're fine, now there actually is scientific proof that actually that that language was still used two hundred years after the after Aeneas's time. Now um, the um, the chronovisor. One might refer to T.L. Sherrod's science fiction novel, E for Effort, that was published in 1947, just before the supposed invention of the Vatican's device. 
In his novel, uh, Sherrod writes about a time-viewing device with characteristics that bear a striking resemblance to the chronovisor. Savvy researchers may agree that while time travels may indeed be possible, the chronovisor is not necessarily a medium for it. Physicist and, cosmo, uh, and the cosmologist Stephen Hawking has reduced and discussed the possibility of time travel, explaining in one instance, if we want to travel into the future, we just need to go fast really fast and i think that only way we're ever likely to do so is that by going into space isn't that some spooky spooky shit right there ladies and gentlemen because if you look at the transcripts of the technology that invented the chronovisor guys get this oh and by the way uh, T.L. Assured's science fiction novel, E for Effort, that was published in 1947 and then shortly after the coronavirus made in 1958, 1950, I'm sorry. Get this, guys. That T.L. Assured's, guess what he was? He was a science and he, he was a scientist and a physicist, or he was a physicist, I apologize. But more than importantly, he was a priest for the Opus Deo Secret Society. Cannot make this shit up, guys. You cannot make this shit up, guys. So T.L. Sherrod's science fiction novel, E for Effort, that was published in 1947, the publisher was actually part of a secret society in the Catholic Church that was named as Opus Deo. Three years later, Italian scientists create supposedly a chronovisor. It's out of this world, and you and like I said, guys, you cannot make this up now <clears throat> let's get in to supposedly the father of project looking glass the father of time travel and time warping ability mr john van tessel he invented Project Looking Glass here on Earth from a formula supposedly given to him by a space alien that landed at an airport he managed in the California desert, which we all know what that is now. Because when he's mentioning California desert, he's actually talking about Area 51. I, I, like, you cannot make this shit up, guys. It's all true. This is, this is documented. You go on U.S. National Archives. It's literally just like that. You have to dig through the information just like I did, put it all together. But yes, the same science, the same novel, the same novelist that created, uh, the published, uh, E for Effort novel in 1947 was actually a secret member of the Opus Deo that is known in fact now. And the chronovisor that was made by an Italian, Italian scientifical priesthood that created the chronovisor was indeed, it may have been the same people, which was one of Jordan uh, Van Tussle's little white lies, him saying it gave, who's given by aliens, and maybe it was, but we do know is... Some of the same interdimensional beings, supposedly, that helped out these Italian scientists create the chronovisor, they actually, well, they may or may not have given the same information over to George Van Tessel, and this is why we get Project Looking Glass. Let me stay focused on this, guys. I, I get off into rambles a lot. I, I apologize. But this is out of this world, and you cannot make this stuff up. 
You cannot make this stuff up. Just like you cannot make George Van Tussel being a 33rd degree Freemason and a heavy and a heavy high ranking Illuminati is too. According to the Vatican Church, that is. Priests, priests, uh, priests, hold on, let me, uh, it's, a, it's a weird Italian name. Priest Frederick, uh, Friedrich, Priest Friedrich, Loretania stated that George Van Tussel made multiple addresses to the Opus Deo in 1948 and in, in between 1948 and 1950. And this is back when Opus Deo was just now starting to get just now started to become more public about their society. I'll just say it like this, guys. So, um, um, if you listen to his language in his interview, and we're about ready to get play his interview right now, guys, because this interview is back in 1964, guys. 1964 is when he sat down and took this interview of this type of technology, okay? So you can kind of see on how fast we've escalated things, you know? And this is what the mainstream media does not want to tell you. So if you listen to his language in this interview, you will hear every description of Project Looking Glass. Only absent that name, George Van Tessel called his version the integration, the in integration, even now, the machine he built in the desert sits there, not working. Apparently not working. There was never any functions produced by the integration. The supposed the touted time viewer, it did not work. It was bogus. The only real effect was the frame generated for George as a claim contactee. There were several attempts in the 19, late 1970s and 1980s to bring the integration the time viewer, aka Project Looking Glass, into the public, but none of these repeats of the idea gained traction. That is until the 1990s, with the appearance of Project Camelot and Carrie Cassidy, along with David Willock, Carrie pimped out a fellow using the name Dan Brush. This whistleblower claimed to have had contact with a device for viewing the future via machinery and conscious. The language that Dan Brush used in the 1990s was lifted from the 1960s. Ladies and gentlemen. Now, Dan Brush, uh, Dan Burishish is not a PhD as he claimed. And he only worked as a janitor at the S4 base for a very brief time. That this is entire claim to credit, uh, that his entire claim to credentials and the black projects, Dan Burst did not send the ET he labeled as J-Rod back home. When Dan Burst did, did, did do was to convince Carrie and David that the, this was legit, at least legit enough to pimp out of their own purposes. So what did they do? Who were they? And what was this UFO and whoopems? In a series of interviews, they spread the word of this amazing technology and thus we know have the resurfacing of the Project Looking Glass. They also created a deeper history for it. They did not include George Van Tessel. Listen to the interview. George invented the concept in the 1960s, ladies and gentlemen. Now, why am I giving you the discredited background first? Well, I'm I'm giving you this discredited background because uh, while this they're claiming all of this is discredited, I'm going to give you the information that actually goes against of what they're saying. This supposedly this uh, this supposedly discredited these people that came out with Operation Looking Glass and George Van Tussle in his interview, ladies and gentlemen. For instance, Dan Borishish. 
they're claiming he's not a PhD, but now you can actually look up Dana Borishish and look up any PhD levels in his high school and they go blacklisted in the Pentagon's own website. So he did have, he was a PhD. He was not working as a janitor on some of these black, uh, black project uh, sites. That was first Area 51. And that's the reason why he got discredited so long time ago. But now you can look on the U.S. Pentagon's website, the U.S. National Archives, and find out that indeed he was uh, working as a scientist at some of these black project websites. He did have some, you know, he was very, very smart. He held some PhDs and all this and that. However, his job diploma, his job um, description, that is all blacklisted on the U.S. National Archives website. Now, you have to do a little digging and look up the school and the college he attended to find out that, holy shit, he's actually legit. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that's just one part of the reason why I wanted to get into them supposedly discrediting him because... This always they did that they did that with the same guy that um with the same person that first came out about Area 51 and we all know who that was you know what I mean they they did that with uh, farmers that were saying that there are little men that came out of the aerial aircraft that crashed down in Roswell and you saw that discreditment with them you saw the you saw the discreditment with the journalists and the interviewers that actually went out went out of the way to interview these farmers and got the real description of these other worldly entities and then they came out oh, it was a weather balloon weather balloon we all know that's some bullshit especially nowadays we all know that is some true bullshit. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me give you some real descriptions on um, Project Looking Glass. But first, ladies and gentlemen, the interview in 1964 of George Van Tussle, which did, which did, and which did hold high, um, high, um, high, high credentials. Some of those credentials we're now finding out that were higher than the president's. He was also, George Van Tussle was also on the Majestic 12. Who would have thought? His name comes up on the Majestic 12. What do we know about the Majestic 12? Well, the Majestic 12 group, I'm sorry, I keep on, uh, I'm getting ready to play in a second. But now what we're finding out about the Majestic 12 team is the Majestic 12 was founded and started to supposedly go after and gain knowledge and information of other worldly entities that were coming to earth they were living on earth and the majestic 12 was set up to find out why they are coming here and where are they from and all of this other crazy shit that you would have been called crazy and conspiracy theorists. Well, now it's all in public documents. It's all on. It's all on the FBI's website. It's on the CIA's website. It's all in public documents. It's public. So let's get to this great interview of George Van Tussle that was also part of the Majestic Twelve, and it also brings to light. That also just lets you know that how bad the mainstream media wanted to discredit whenever real information got to the public. Let's go to this clip now. Landed a ship at my airport in 1953. 
and uh, we put this uh, formula under research, uh, tested a number of uh, experiments on a bench in a good electronics lab in Chicago, and uh, we produced phenomenal results uh, with evidence that we should do it on a larger scale in order to be able to do more with it. And uh, this evolved out of something that started in 1953 into a four-story high machine uh, that we're working on down there today. Now, George, um, I don't care whether the machine is four stories high or 40 stories high or four inches high. When I say calmly and unexcitedly, a time machine, what does your formula tell you you can do with a time machine? Well, Jack, uh, our formula has no time factor, which uh, electronic formula does have. And uh, on the other hand, uh, electronic science has only had two dimensions to work with, the electric pattern and the, the magnetic pattern perpendicular to it. And we discovered a third zone, which we call a time zone, uh, and we are uh, working through this zone with an effort to orient the magnetic field to give us uh, other results than our science can obtain at present. George, it's double talk to me. A time machine means to me a little box that I can go into and go back 5,000 years or forward 10,000 years. Is that what your formula tells you you can do? Well, Jack, this isn't a little box. This is a four-story machine focusing fields that we can orient to produce this zone big enough for a man to get into. It isn't a box. But what happens to the man when he gets into the zone? Well, all God with curiosity. Jack, we've discovered this zone is subject to thought. Now, since time doesn't record events uh, the way we do on the calendar and clock, you could only record an event by thinking of it. Now, theoretically, we believe we can take a videotape magnetic uh, camera into the time zone and photograph uh, Lincoln's Gettysburg Address or Caesar's Army's marching or anything that's ever happened. All right, let me get this straight. In other words, you're telling me, like H.G. Wells imagined 50 years ago, that everything that happened in time is still there to be seen by the recreation electronically of a thought which exists. Uh, Jack, uh, you know how you uh, talk into a tape on a tape recorder and play the interruptions back identical to the uh, play that you made. Uh, the Earth's magnetic field is uh, the same way. You can put interruptions into it and play them back out of it. An associate of ours in uh, creating a magnetic coupler with this principle, coupled in the Earth's magnetic field and played back TV shows from stations that, don't, that aren't even in business anymore. You mean that an experiment has been done to bring out of the air television programs which have been and gone. Been and gone. Now, where was this experiment conducted? It was conducted in Santa Monica by an associate of mine. Why yeah. hasn't this hit the headlines throughout the world? That that's the time machine in action. If I can. Well, uh, Jack, uh, the reason it hasn't hit the world is because, uh, uh, as I understand it now, the Navy Department uh, took him and the research over because. Uh, uh, he also discovered he could bounce uh, magnetic echoes off the ionosphere and locate submarines under the ocean regardless of where they were. So, so who is this associate of yours? This is a fellow named Charlie Arts. Charlie Arts? Yeah. And is he a free man walking around today? Well, he's free where, uh, where he is in this uh, super secret research he's conducting.
Now, Sir Ralph, will you tell me soberly in front of the television camera that things, old television programs, have been recreated out of nothing? Played back with a picture and the sound just as good as they were broadcast. We've done this many times. Why didn't you bring one up with you? Well, this requires quite a piece of apparatus. This magnetic coupler works on around 50,000 volts, and uh, it doesn't uh, have any radio frequency uh, connected with it. And actually, the television set which plays back the picture doesn't even have an antenna connected to it. George, you know as well as I do, and you've been on television 350 times, and I've known you. I met you once seven years ago, and I kind of like you. But you know what the people out there are saying. They're saying that man's a nut. Well, Jack, you know when Fulton was running his steamboat up the Hudson River, there were people still standing on the bank saying it couldn't be done. Oh, and let me take you to the back, though. You have a time machine plan. You have done experiments which show you can bring the past to life. Where did this formula come from? I love that Scotch accent. <laughs> Uh, Jack, the formula came from a ship that landed at my airport in 1953 on August the 24th, uh, which had four people aboard it that came from another planet. Project Looking Glass, ladies and gentlemen. Interview of George Van Sussel in 1964. George Van Sussel was also a high-ranking member of the Illuminati, and his name can be directly found on the Majestic 12 registry when Majestic, when the secret Majestic 12 were just being, he was one of the main members of the Majestic 12 when it was just now being formed. Now, getting into some more um, information about Project Looking Glass. So the Looking Glass technology is used to look forward, backward, in time, using the consciousness as an operator, as a type of steering mechanism, and or using high intensity frequencies and magnification to remove atoms within itself that gives them the ability to literally create some type of wormhole, like they are kind of talking in Project Stargate and in um, uh, Project Stargate, and as well as other uh, many other secret black uh, black black site projects was all under the umbrella and all kind of came out of uh mk ultra you know what i mean as an umbrella of all these different other black projects so when the device is turned on strong tutorial fields of energy cycled about a pour of water at the center and that acted as sort of a resonator for in streaming energies from the point of focus maintained by the operator now, the data was collected and projected into a video monitor at incredible speeds, which later needed to be de-interlaced to reveal discernible images. Now, the suggestive of a time-space mechanic, uh, mechanic in the universe, where then the human by and mind is able to navigate through time itself, the work of Dewey B. Larson and his receptacle systems theory provides the basis for this interpretation. Now... The universe as described by Larson's is broken up into two physical regions as defined by the motion. Below the speed of light, motion operates in three dimensions of space and one dimension at a time. Above the speed of light, motion operates in one dimension of space and three dimensions of time. As, as bizarre as that sounds, the mind is unequally equipped to navigate in time, which is able to access memories of the past, gain awareness of events in the present, conceive of future possibilities and even imagine alternative events that did not actually happen. In other words, the human mind can select a point of focus. 
just like in remote viewing, and receive information from the store of memories made during experiences. If a mind is properly trained, it can be used to access non-experimental data in the same way one can recall a memory. So Project Looking Glass deems to alternate dimensional time beings and to merge two inner dimensions into one. Cannot make this shit up, guys. This is according to the testimony of Burrish and as f- and a few other and a few other CIA operatives that came uh, that that were interviewed, that were interviewed, and now they're dead. One of them interviewers was Tom Hank. Another one, and I'm not talking about no, I'm not talking about that that Hank. No, uh, one of the interviews was Tom Hank. He showed up dead. Another one of those, the testimony of a Burrish. He showed up dead. Now, they're saying that the technology was provided to the human race during Sumerian times. When advanced, uh, um, when advanced contingent of future humans went back in time and provided that civilization assistance after a cataclysm known as the Deluge. The Sumerian cylinder seals were encoded with plans to build the looking glass device. Now, according to Burrish, accounts provided by captured uh, beings known in the program as P-45s, future humans 45,000 years into the future, the the Earth was destroyed by a massive cataclysm around the year 2012. This is apparently because looking glass devices were actively being used during a major celestial alignment which overloaded the organ energy grid of the planet. Birch further claims that the device has been dismantled as a result of discovering two profitable timelines, one of which is the cataclysm described by the captured being. An attempt was made to look into the future, but no concrete data was able to be received past the infamous data of December 21st, 2012, suggesting that this data is nexus point in time whereby either Timeline 1 or Timeline 2 would gain momentary, uh, momentum on the last report. Burrish suggested that Timeline 1, the positive timeline, had an over 80% likelihood of coming to fruition. Given that we are nearly three years beyond the 2012 date and no major cataclysm has occurred, we are most likely well entrenched in the positive timeline. <clears throat> Here is what Burrish did not tell you about that supposedly positive timeline. However, Burst forgot. Uh, however, Burst did include more intriguing topics and more intriguing notions into the supposedly good timeline. For one, for one instance, Burst did. Uh, Burst mentioned that the world population would be reduced only down to eight hundred million, leaving the rest to be ruled by some type of governmental elite class including artificial intelligence and or uh, these interdimensional beings or what he claims is interdimensional beings will have headstead and the ability to become phys- to become into physical reality in this good timeline so a lot of a lot of things when when burst said oh there's there's the good timeline there's a lot of stuff that is not good for instance the population being cut down to 800 million some about the Georgia Guidestones sounds very, 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 very familiar with that. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, that's going to bring me to the end of this broadcast, guys. There is more information that is coming out. 
year by year, I'm not going to lie, when it comes to Operation Project Looking Glass, because uh, like a lot of these black um, black site projects, they get released to the public, and they and then shortly after they get released, they tell the public, "Well, we're shutting this down." In then the technology within that black site project always seems to go away until about eight years later, three years later, suddenly a new form of technology. And they always say it's it's new and we've never seen something like this before. But if we remember, if we're able to remember, ladies and gentlemen, we come to find out that a lot of this stuff, a lot of these technologies that is being introduced to us, especially when it comes to these new phones and the cameras and all this, this is, te this is technology that was introduced so long ago, and then they got blacklisted. They got taken away. We heard about it, and now we're forgetting. Did this all start with the Project DeGlock from the Third Reich, and that's where we're getting this type of technology that we see in Project Looking Glass or Project Stargate? My opinion would be to you is indeed yes, because future constantly repeats itself. For those who are doomed to repeat it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Subliminal Message Studios. I'm your host, Lin, blah, blah, Leonardo. Thank you very much for joining me, guys. Um, I, and once again, I do apologize for my stutter. Sometimes I tend to get caught up on my words quite a bit, ladies and gentlemen. Follow me on Twitter, Anchor, Spotify, Instagram, Rumble. Ladies and gentlemen, we are, not, we are still looking to uh, get a new Facebook page because ours was shut down. We are not on YouTube anymore because we got completely banned. So everything is looking peachy, ladies and gentlemen. But follow me right here on Anchor, ladies and gentlemen. We have been told, at least through emails, we have been told that we will not be banned no matter what. They have their own platform and it is linked differently from Spotify, regardless of what Spotify and Google is saying. Anchor has supposedly got its own platform. Whether or not I believe them, that's not up to me. They have not banned me yet. They have been treating me very well, guys. So follow me right here on Anchor for all this updated, critical, and exclusive information, guys. I mean exclusive information. You will not hear this information on any mainstream news broadcast on any state mainstream news broadcast and even on a lot of alternative news websites because they themselves are scared to tell the American people the truth of what's really going on, man. So follow me. Please like, subscribe, but more or less just follow me, guys. Share this information out everywhere. And if you can, donate. I truly appreciate it. And I thank every single one of you very, very much. You have no idea what it means to me that you guys have been following me along with this adventure that Subliminal Message Studios has been on all throughout this time. I truly appreciate every single one of you, and I will see you out there.